Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and I want to remind you that you can find the Needless Things Podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher, and when you go there, you should rate us and share us and do whatever else you do with podcasts to let people know that they exist, because we'd really appreciate it. And you can also go to Needless Things site.com and five days a week find original content about all that stuff that I mentioned before. Like this week, for instance, our pal Jerry has written a piece about the future of streaming media. I wrote a write-up of Toy Fair, which happened this past weekend, and which is the topic of our roundtable discussion today. We're going to talk about all the coolest stuff shown at Toy Fair. And of course, Beth reviewed Deadpool which, if you haven't seen Deadpool, you really should, because it's pretty hilarious. Okay, so on a movie tip, I just watched You Only Live Twice, which is a James Bond film starring Sean Connery. And I, I Amazon had the James Bond collection of 23 movies and a spot for Spectre which is important to me because I need these things to happen, even though as soon as the next movie comes out, it'll be obsolete. I don't need to think about that. Uh, but anyway, I'm making my way through the Bond films because there's some of them I've seen a lot more than others. All the Roger Moore movies I've seen many, many times. Uh, Dr. No, Goldfinger, I've seen them a bunch. But there are a few that I've seen a lot less than others. And You Only Live Twice is one of those. I remembered a few things about it, like the Poison on the String... Uh, but a lot of it, you know, I, maybe I've seen it once. That could be it. That's entirely possible. Uh, I didn't remember Donald Pleasance as Blofeld. I, not, I mean, I was aware, you know, in my mind, just cause it's pop culture that he had played Blofeld. But when they showed him, I was like, wow, that he looks amazing. His, his accent is incredible. Like it was really cool and almost like a surprise, even though I knew it was coming. So that was very cool. Uh, the rooftop chase scene at the docks where they do this really cool camera deal where Connery comes out of the door and the camera pulls way up. It's, uh, it's not a crane shot. It's gotta be like a helicopter shot or something. Um, but it pulls far out and moves. And as he runs across the rooftop, the camera continues to, to go up and follow him and you see the the thugs coming from everywhere from all sides it's a really cool shot and something that with you know drone technology uh, one of the few good things that drones can be used for uh, movies getting really big shots like that i think we're going to see a lot of cool stuff like that in the future but this was you know the the 60s so it was pretty awesome to see that shot It, it was very cool and also uh the big fight scene at the end in the volcano base that you know essentially all of Dr. Evil from Austin Powers is based off the last 20 minutes of this movie. So it's funny watching all that stuff, uh, but not nearly as funny as them trying to make Sean Connery look Japanese 
because Sean Connery looks about as Japanese as my foot. And they put this, you know, horribly racist die and, and, and I say racist and I don't mean that in a, I'm angry about it and they should never have done that and this movie should be stricken from the record. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying it like, to Japanese folks, it's probably gotta be the funniest shit ever seeing Sean Connery made up that way. Like, really? Cause it, first of all, he's a giant and, uh, he's hunched over, which is, it's, it's ludicrous. It's absolutely silly. Uh, so when, when people talk about Roger Moore's run as James Bond being a little more silly, uh, come on. Get over it, guys. Connery did some silly stuff, too. Oh, and another great thing in this movie was the helicopter fight. Uh, Bond is in his little whirly bird that Q has brought to him, and they, you know, we actually see them assemble it out of all the cases and everything. And then they have that aerial battle with the whirly bird against four helicopters that you must suspend quite a bit of disbelief to believe. But visually, it's stunning. It's awesome because they've got a real mini helicopter up there flying over Japan. You know, over the islands and volcanoes and stuff, uh, it's it's gorgeous and and looks really cool. So the, great, I highly recommend if if you haven't seen it in a while or if you uh, maybe haven't seen it at all. Who knows? You only live twice. It, it's a lot of fun. It's got some goofy shit, but I really enjoyed watching it, and I'm glad I picked this set up so I can revisit you know all the Bond movies that maybe I haven't seen as often, or maybe. You know, they do Bond marathons on TV all the time, but it seems like there's certain movies that they play over and over again and others get kind of left out. Like, I don't know the last time I saw Thunderball played on TV. So, you know, it's it's just it, it's interesting to go back and visit those things and wonder, you know, why haven't I seen this one as much? But anyway, moving on uh, to Toy Fair a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it in the beginning here because... We cover it. Uh, I've got Ryan, Belligerent Monkey J, and Josh are on to talk about all the different stuff we always talk about. Hasbro, NECA, Mattel, Diamond Select, everything. We cover all the nerd stuff. You know, we don't get into, like, Lego and whatnot, uh, but we, we cover... All, uh, boy, I said that disparagingly. If Noel listens to this, he's going to be furious. But, uh, Noel, you should make yourself available for these. Then we could cover Lego. But, you know, uh, most of the collector-oriented stuff we get a good handle on. But there is one major thing that we missed that I felt so stupid for at the end. But I'll tell you why we missed it. The major thing is that Mezco, as part of their 112 Collective toy line, which, by the way, is my current favorite toy line. They're putting out some incredible stuff. They are doing the Batmobile from Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. It looks gorgeous. Uh, just absolutely incredible up to their standard level of craftsmanship because they're making amazing stuff. But the reason that I think we forgot it is there wasn't a lot of coverage of it. I only found good pictures of the thing in one place and there weren't a lot of detail. It was, you know, 16 pictures of the outside and then one not great picture of the cockpit, which Mezco themselves put up a picture of the cockpit a couple weeks ago. So, so we got a good look at it, but you didn't really get a sense of the scale. You didn't get a good sense of what it does. I mean, it's if it's like their Lawmaster, it's going to light up. It's going to make sounds. But uh, it, it just wasn't covered as thoroughly as some other stuff. So despite being one of the most potentially impressive things shown this year, uh, it just didn't 
it didn't make a splash with the media for whatever reason. So we kind of left it out. We we forgot to talk about it. Uh, and, and we did save the 112 stuff for the end and gushed about everything else that Mezco showed. So anyway, uh, that's pretty much all I've got for you today. Uh, Joe Lanta is coming up in just a few weeks here at, uh, it, it's going to be awesome. It's the greatest toy convention in the Southeast. If you're in the area, you got to go to Joe Lanta, go to jolanta.org to check it out. And hopefully we'll have Martin Jalad back on the show very soon to talk about Joe Lanta. And, uh, that's all I got for you today. I think you guys are probably ready for some toy talk, right? So, uh, here we go. It is time to take a look at New York International Toy Fair 2016. Enjoy. that time of year once again where we gather the needless things irregulars around the old skypometer and we talk about toy fair we all have our various areas of expertise that's why we need multiple people to come in here and talk about uh what all happened up in new york and there was some exciting stuff this year i can't say uh anything was too overwhelming or surprising but there were a couple things that definitely uh were unexpected and I felt like there was a large amount of product this year. So we're, we're going to cover it as thoroughly as we possibly can, uh, but also keep it uh, maybe a little briefer than we normally do. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce, just introduce everyone all in one shot. You guys all know and love Mr. Josh Wilson from the Oncoming Storm. hey good to be back. Belligerent Monkey Jay Hornsby, fresh off of uh, some job-related stuff. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Anytime, anytime. Glad to be here. My lovely and dashing co-host, Mr. Bo Brown, it's always good to have you on the show, and uh, as I always like to point out, who knows what you'll be talking about tonight? Who knows? Probably, uh, you're, you're big into the GoBots, right? Mm. That big company. I love the GoBots. That hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And finally, needless things. Go Better- Classics 2017. <laughs> <laughs> 45.99. Yeah, right. seriously. Uh, and finally, needless things. Head of research, the man that we could not do this podcast without, Mr. Ryan Schweck. Welcome back. Good evening, everybody. Uh, if if it's all right with everyone, we're going to start with DC Collectibles because they, to me, had the biggest splash. And I think everybody here has a certain amount of interest in at least one of the things, if not more, that they offered. First of all, probably the biggest thing at Toy Fair, uh, not necessarily a surprise because we'd already seen, you know, the Batmobile is out. We all know about it. Uh, we also all know about the second Batmobile that's coming out, which is pretty <laughs> fucking annoying. Bastards. Uh, but, uh, well, and did you guys hear, cause if, for the listeners, if you guys don't know, DC Collectibles put out a Batman the Animated Series Batmobile, which is great. We're all happy. We love it. And but. Which we all bought instantly. Yes. As soon as we saw it, we had to have it. So. Yeah, those that were collecting that line got it right away. Who is not going to buy a two foot long light up Batmobile? I mean, really. I mean, aside from Bo. He may not fit in it, so. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but will Batros is the question. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm Can going you drive to, it to the furry ring? As soon as we're done recording, I'm going to find out. <laughs> uh, so, 
DC Collectibles turned right around and are now offering an upgraded Batmobile with shiny silver parts and Batman and Robin with cloth capes so that they can actually fit into the Batmobile and a bat signal. It's one big set. It's 175 bucks, uh, which is not a bad deal unless you've already bought all of those things except for the bat signal. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say r- right away either. Uh, they waited, uh, for months. So like if, even if you were on the fence, people probably went ahead and bought, bought it, uh, the, the older version. So it's not like they, uh, announced it, you know, two weeks later or a month later. Well, they, it was, uh, it was about six weeks after the Batmobile actually shipped. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, sh- at that point, I'd already had it pre-ordered oh, for sure. three months. Sure, and and you're right. They waited exactly long enough to sort of maximize their, their okay, that's everybody that's in. Now here's this. But uh, it's been reported, and I haven't verified this yet, uh, but Toy News International, uh, a pretty good website for, for Toy News, uh, you know, the name's not a lie, said that DC Collectibles will be offering Batman Robin and the Bat Signal as a separate set, which really doesn't help a whole lot, but at least it's a way to get the Bat Signal uh, if you don't want to buy a whole Batmobile over again. Yeah, it's like 80% there because the uh, the they, they tweaked the Batmobile, so the Batmobile, uh, the newer one is actually better than yes. the older one. Yes. So at least you get the uh, uh, cloth capes that fit and the uh, bat, bat signal, uh, but you're left with a slightly uh, not as good uh, Batmobile. So the the big thing this year was uh, Batwing, a freaking three-foot-wide Batwing that is awesome. Uh, it looks incredible. It seats two figures, just like the Batmobile does, and it dwarfs pretty much any six-inch scale toy except probably the Black Series TIE Fighter, which I want to go to Ryan's house and play with the TIE Fighter and the Batwing. <laughs> it's pretty insane. <laughs> I've done it. I, well, I want them to battle, I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing is we're all going to be dumb enough to buy the Batwing, and then six weeks after we buy it, they'll be like, hey, oh. guess what? We're doing a special. Uh, this one makes noise or, or is uh, motion-censored or something. Now, see, I think I'm skipping it. Really? It's- you know, what's the MSRP is 175, 150. 150. And yeah, the TIE fighter costs that much, but I wanted a TIE fighter. And the Batmobile, I mean, the Batmobile still, you can get the original one on uh, Big Bad for like 85 bucks. Yeah. I just, I don't know about the Batwing. It's not yeah. as iconic to the cartoon as the Batmobile is. Like, there was no way I was passing that up. And I, I think it looks awesome, but I just, I don't know about the Bat. I, I, I think it looks awesome. I, I think. Uh, I'm not going to pre-order it like I did the Batmobile. I think I am going to kind of hang back and see what happens. Um, but it, it's it's pretty tempting because it it does look badass. See, to me, uh, the Batwing is is equally as iconic as the Batmobile because uh, it did show up in the animated series a lot. And that shape, I mean, granted, this is from the movie when he flies up in front of the moon or whatever. But you know that Batwing shape is. Is it? I mean, yeah. If, matter of fact, I would go so far as to say, if I had to choose between iconic vehicles, the Batwing, because it was it was popularized in Batman '89, and then they brought it into the show, and I mean, he used that shit all the time. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's uh, that to me, it's a must-have. The only problem is going to be when they offer one with silver highlights or whatever. Yeah, he used it on Justice League a lot too. Yes, 
Yes, yeah. because sadly, Batman That's cannot right. fly until. Come on, he... guys, let me go get my car. I'll reach <laughs> <Right>. there. <laughs> or, well, he can't fly until they get to Brave and the Bold, where they said, "Fuck it, Batman needs to fly." Uh, and he well, just had a jetpack all the time. And speaking of Justice League, those little sneaky sons of bitches starting to introduce them in five packs is the biggest bunch of crap I've ever seen. Yeah, that's pretty annoying, and that was definitely going to be our next point. So tell us about the five pack. So they started to unveil all the figures and were sending out the images, and then it came out that there's going to be a new Batman Adventures pack. It's a five pack. Now, granted, I think it's going to go for what did they say? It's only I think bucks. it's eighty. Yeah. Um. So it does cost less per figure than the individuals, and we haven't seen all the accessories, but it comes with Harley Quinn, Batgirl, and Poison Ivy. Three we already have. And if you're collecting them, those are three big ones that you definitely bought. Yes. And then for the first time, this is the only way to get Livewire and Supergirl because it's the Girls' Night Out episode. Right. Um, I mean, come on. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's that. Uh, for a while, I collected these smaller figures uh, from the animated line, and that's what killed me. And that's why I stopped doing it because in order to get the one figure you wanted, you had to buy the three pack or the five pack with two or three figures you already had. Yeah, Mattel. Uh, Mattel would throw a Batman or a Superman in every damn multi pack that they put out, but you yeah. would have to get them in order to get like a Mazo or whoever. Right, but it's one thing when the figures average to be like three to five bucks a piece when you're they're right. they're now like twenty five bucks a piece. Right, it, it's a it's a whole other thing. Yeah, that, it's very frustrating, and I, I'm disappointed to see them doing it. But they do DC collectibles does has a, have a habit of doing this because I collect the Arkham line, and they ha, they do multi packs. Uh, for instance, one that's coming out is from Arkham Knight. And it's got two of the Arkham Militia in it, which, you know, if you've played the game, you know, okay, cool, I'd like to have those guys, troop builders or whatever. But they're packed in with Batman, which we've already, you know, seen three of. Right. Uh, so it's pretty, it's a lame move on DC Collectibles' part, but we can't be too mad at them because of all the other stuff they're doing. Uh, they're doing a Batman Beyond three pack. Yeah, that, which is, that looked pretty good. That and the, uh, the Dark Knight, uh, three pack. Yeah, Dark Knight uh, Returns is obviously big business this year. Uh, pretty much anybody that makes toys has somehow figured out a way to offer a Dark Knight Returns product that's yeah. just different enough from everybody else's. Like, we have the animated, uh, the, from one of the episodes of Batman the Animated Series where people are telling different stories about Batman, and they did a short little adaptation of Dark Knight Returns. Uh, and they're doing a three-pack with Old Man Batman, uh, Cassie, and the Mutant Leader. And then Mezco has their Dark Knight Returns figure. And then Mattel is doing one. DC Collectibles is doing a regular one. Like, everybody's doing Dark Knight Returns stuff. Yeah. I kind of wonder if it's a backdoor way almost to get movie stuff out because so much of the movie, I guess, is kind of Dark Knight reminiscent. Sure. And so this lets animated have something that's related to the movie on the shelf um without having to do the movie rights to it well and it's also i mean dark knight 3 master race is is in stores as well so i mean everything is kind of revolving around that and at at the rate dark knight 3 is coming out it's going to take the next two years for the thing to be finished i I was going to jump in really quick is anyone actually reading that Yeah. yeah i read it it's 
it's not terrible, actually. <laughs> it's I, not so, terrible. I somewhat enjoy it. Like that, that's that's about as uh, good of a review as I would have expected. I so I, I want to go ahead and tell DC Comics uh, if you would like to use Mr. Ryan Schweck's quote, "It's not terrible" <laughs> on yes. the on the collected trade on the cover. You go right ahead. You know, well, it's it's fine. I feel like sometimes I'm kind of missing some stuff because I kind of block. Dark Knight 2 out of my memory, so Ugh. I can't remember some I people. It. I don't remember any of it, so yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's not bad. Um, and then the rest, I mean, the, uh, the individual figures they did, they were pretty good, I thought. Oh, um, they're great. I'm thrilled. Bull- Bullock looks great. Yeah, that, is it wrong that I'm most excited for the Bullock out of all of these? <laughs> Dude, no, it's not wrong because his shotgun looks freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely pick it up him. And then I, I kept seeing pictures of, I guess, the clay face that's coming out. Yes. It's labeled as a deluxe clay face. Well, it is because it's massive. It has two heads and it has four arm attachments. Okay. I never saw pictures of like the arm attachments or anything. Yeah. I, I actually, I do think Toy Arc has in their gallery a picture of clay face and then next to him, it's got, cause it's got a screaming head, a regular head, and then four crazy like weird sex toy attachments <laughs> what's the price point on that um 40 i think yeah he's 40 yeah okay. which and you know that's not bad yeah it's a huge it's not- figure uh um, it's it and it definitely beats the old kenner one that you would squeeze in it and the the mace would sort of fall out of his arm yeah um another thing they're doing i I was worried about this with this series from the get-go, and it's one of the reasons I don't own a Poison Ivy, is that Harley is going to come back out. Only this Harley comes with the other head that gives her the more cartoon, wide-eyed Well, no, te- technically this is the the new adventures Harley. Well, yeah, technically. I mean, it, it, is, it is just different enough that yeah. I find it acceptable. Yeah, see, I just, I'm, I'm trying not to double dip characters in this line. Right. And so I'm like being really like, like I said, I don't know Poison Ivy because I'm waiting for regular. And yeah, yeah. It makes me wish I'd waited for Harley. Well, but. I'm, I'm not, do, and, and I want to go around to Jay and Josh too with this because I'm picking my favorite version of the character. I'm not just buying whatever. Like I passed on Bane and Scarecrow because I don't like those versions. Yeah. I want yeah, the same animated here. I did, series. I did the exact yeah. same. Um, I'm, uh, Doing the same thing. I was not happy with, so I uh, I passed on both of those. Okay. With the with the production issues they've had, I've just had to pick and choose because I'm not going to pay that money for something I'm not in love with in case it's a piece of junk. Now, have we all had a broken figure? Well, I'll tell you, the last time I had an issue was Man Bat with his arms that don't stay plugged in, but everything since him has been great, and and I want to. I do want to express how amazing it is when one of these figures does not have any issues because you're talking about little tiny ankles, little tiny wrists, when they've got interchangeable hands. Those pegs are microscopic and just should be breaking all over the place, and they've taken care of that shit, man. I mean, they they are, like I said, since Man Bat, I've had no issues, and this is the little tiny girl like Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, all these little tiny delicate figures uh all of the articulation has been great all the interchangeable parts have been great uh, they're they're nailing it now have you guys had any more issues uh catwoman's the only issue i had she snapped a wrist see and she was first wave so yeah, right? yeah i i've yeah. got a catwoman that's missing an arm um 
uh, same same issue just snapped off. Uh, uh, but but it's made me so scared that when I open them, it it almost like prevents the the full range of fun of opening right, them. Right. Because I'm like so super careful with them, and I don't want to necessarily move them around. And you know, I, I, it's like I'm walking around with kid gloves on them because yeah. I, I the last thing I want to do is uh, break them. So it, it kind of defeats the purpose of the uh, possibility of them. Josh, have you had any further issues? And not recently, but you know, I haven't been as in depth buying them as I went with that first wave and kind of got bit. Right, right. Well, I, I will say this uh, t- to the credit of DC Collectibles, uh, I sent them an email, and and this was without reference to the site, so it's not like I was <laughs> big bad toy reviewer with ten views per day or whatever the shit it might be. Uh, I sent them an email. And said, "Hey, these figures broke, and they sent me replacement figures for Batman and Catwoman." Yeah. Uh, maybe, I should, maybe I should shoot them an email. <laughs> you, you maybe you should. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the DC animated stuff—they uh, seem to have gotten on track. It's just the double dipping is bullshit. Uh, let's move on to what for me was one of the breakout hit lines of 2015, and that's DC's Icons line. Uh, have you guys bought any of these? I have not. I held them in the store the other day and like really looked at them, and I just – I don't know. I just don't like them. I see the purpose of them, and I like the articulation on them, mm-hmm. but I think at this point I have so much DC Universe right, right. that I just – I can't do it again. And there's yeah. definitely something to be conscious of. I totally understand that. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I've got – you know, I was a uh, pretty uh, completist when it comes to the uh, DC Universe Classics line. So I've got you know everything they put out. And so to start a brand new line with some of the same characters I already have, it, it's it's tough. Um, I, I like looking at them; they look great. Uh, there's uh, some that I like better uh, better than others, but I, I just can't pull the trigger on them. I'm picking and choosing um, as long as it's not too much new 52 stuff. Like I bought the Green Lantern because I thought all of his accessories were all neat, and mm-hmm. I bought the Dead Man because he's something I didn't have, and he looked awesome. So. Um, and I'm gonna pick up the Superman when it comes out because it's got Kelix in it. But other than that, um, I don't know if there's a whole lot from this new stuff that I'm all interested in because it's all heavily New 52 oriented here. Now, well, I, I don't know. It's it's because the thing is, well, one, uh, I got Batman and Deadman, and I love them. I think they're fantastic action figures. They're much sturdier. You know, I, that was my that's my biggest fear with DC collectibles is that shit's gonna break. And these guys are sturdy. They, Josh, was that your experience? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean, all the articulation works great. I didn't have to use a hair dryer on them at all. Uh, right out of the box, they're ready to be played with. Uh, but what I love is that they're taking sort of the most iconic character looks, and Ivan Rice is streamlining them all to fit with each other. So while you have, you know, Batman, pre-new 52 Batman, uh, you get... Batgirl from the current run and it's Ivan Rice has adapted that costume so they can stand next to each other. Same thing. We, we're, we're getting Deathstroke from the Judas contract. Old story, but it's it, once again adapted by Ivan Rice. So it fits. It's a classic look for Deathstroke. It's not his hideous new 52 90s looking sure. giant shoulder pad bullshit. It's a classic Deathstroke, but it's adapted. So so far, to me, everything's working really well aesthetically. Uh, you know, they've got a Wonder Woman from New 52, but 
she looks very similar to how Gal yeah. Gadot looks in the movie, which makes sense. I, I think it's really just the dark side that's doing a bad taste in my mouth. I hate oh, that Oh, yeah, design. that's terrible. That's it's terrible. so bad. I, I would love to have an icon version of the classic dark side, and this and, is not what I want. Well, and you know what? They'll probably get around to it. Now, who knows when? Uh, maybe. I don't know. They're, they've embraced the, the, that look so much that – well, and it, 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 you, you might be right, Jay, because it does go back to Jeff John's quote about dark side used to wear a skirt. Like, really? That's <laughs> the one of the most iconic villains in the history of comic books. And you're going to poo poo him because he's got like essentially the same kind of gear as, you know, how many guys Luke Skywalker had the, the little, you know, toga look like that's, that's, I believe it's called a tunic. Tunic. <laughs> thank you. I said toga. I- which is going in a completely different direction. We're going to get Animal House figures from somebody someday, probably Funko. Yeah, I think it makes him more badass. Badass space dude in a skirt. Yeah, Why right. he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, uh, this is what I am. I'm going to whoop your ass in a mini skirt and hooker boots. What do you think yes. of that, bitch? Uh, I, I think they. I, I doubt they're going to do the old look just because I think uh, they put so much into the new design. And, you know, brought it, uh, quote unquote, up to date. And, uh, especially considering, like, one of the heads of, uh, the company designed it. Right, right. You yeah, know, that's, that, a good that's point. what they're running with. Something but, else I'll say about them that they're doing that I think is just genius is finally they're going to make accessory packs. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. everybody wanted Mattel to do those for so long and they didn't. And they're great packs. Like, it comes with a little character, uh, I guess a trophy case. Dude, those trophy cases are awesome. That helmet of fate will be mine. It's so great. (laughs) Those things are great. More Green Lantern things, which everybody always wants. Flash hands. Like, it's all awesome. Now, let me ask you guys this. Um, with, with these guys, they are a different scale from pretty much anything else you probably own because they're, they're not the same scale as Marvel Legends or as DC Universe Classics, which are two different scales. Uh, the, these are a true six inch scale, which is inch per foot. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, as far as the look they're going for, I think it works because they s- tend to seem to be more, uh, skinny. They're not built on like just that standard big male buck, like the old DC universe was. Well, the thing they seem to be most similar to is, uh, Mattel's movie masters, which are, yeah. which are meant to look more human. Yeah. More realistic. Right. Now, right. I think I'm going to pick up that Batgirl um, just because, I mean, even if she's a little smaller than the rest of my DC collection, that's all right because it's Batgirl. Um, yeah, and it's with, a nice figure. With, with yeah. the motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So I'll get her, but I I hate when people jump around and scale, but I'm sure it's some legal nonsense that they're dealing with. It seems to be the problem most of the time. Uh, yeah, and and that, that does very often come into the case because that's why uh, – you know, for instance, Lego can't sell minifigures on their own because they would be classified as action figures then. Yep. They have to include like 10 bricks with them to make a rock or whatever. Uh, so DC Collectibles had some really exciting stuff. Uh, we, we won't delve too much further into it because I think icons in the animated series were, were well, no, actually I take that back. What, we've got to talk, talk about that uh, real quick about the movie stuff. Yeah, we've got to, uh, we've got to talk about Suicide Squad and uh, Batman, uh, the Superman. The f- laser figures. That's my what? favorite part about them. They're the reason they're more expensive. You know the whatever. What is it called? The designer series or something? The, what, or deluxe or something? Uh, I don't know. They're just the film series. Is all I saw. Well, there's uh, the one set 
that that's forty five bucks uh, for an yeah for they're one they're forty five right? a piece. And that's insane. Well, here's the thing though, the idea because if you look at the and I didn't realize that um, for for the listeners uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, there's a guy that goes by the name Action Figure Attack. And he gets some great pictures of stuff from pretty much every convention. He's really on top of toy news. Uh, I re- highly recommend you follow him. He let me in on the fact that these film series figures are meant to compete with all of the Japanese stuff, the Mathex and the um, Square Enix figures, like all of those hyper-articulated Japanese releases. These are meant to compete with those. Yeah. And if you look at it from that perspective, it makes sense because those figures are like sixty bucks a piece. These are forty five, and DC is like, well, shit, we'll make them ourselves. So I get and, it. And they've made a big deal. The laser thing. Apparently, they're laser sculpted, and this is some <laughs> new thing. DC collectible lasers. <laughs> lasers. So you pay forty five dollars for sweet laser technology. The future is now. Um, I, you know, I yeah, post-apocalyptic uh, version of 1994. I just think it's super bizarre that they're leading with Man of Steel figures. Like, is anybody really wanting Zod and and Jor-El? Is that a is that a big market demand? No, can't we just pretend that movie didn't happen? Uh, no, dude, I like Man of Steel, but I don't want figures from it. I want. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I want to be forced to buy a DVD of it when I buy another action figure. And that's I'll about tell it. you. Well, yeah, and that's what's going to happen. I'll tell you though. I'm shocked that this is the only movie Harley Quinn we saw, uh, other than Funko's pop figures at Toy Fair. Mattel did not have a movie Harley Quinn. Uh, there's not like this is it. It's very interesting that we're not getting a movie Harley Quinn action figure until fall of this year. That's yeah, it's kind of crazy considering how popular she is. You would think that they would be, they would squeeze him out as one of the, uh, similar type figures as the Batman Superman, uh, right. figures that are coming out right now. Right. Or, you know, because a- Mattel anything. We'll, we'll get there, but Mattel showed a range of Suicide Squad figures, but she was not among them. It was, yep. it was shocking. Um, so yeah, the film series, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I might get the Harley. Other than that though, I'm, I'm not interested. What about you guys? I'll skip them. Yeah, not for that price. I can't do it. Nah. Uh, so moving on, let's go to the biggest licensed toy company out there. Uh, the guys that have all of the big nerd movies, all the big toy movies, and that's Hasbro. Uh, Hasbro, who all of us collect something from Hasbro, except for Bo, which Bo, we will get to you next. Hang in there, my friend. I'm just doing some work. I'm good. <laughs> You're just playing with a puppet, aren't you? Doing like work. I said, I'm doing some work. <laughs> what do you think I do? Um, oh, hello, Bo. Are we going to talk about He-Man, Sharon? We sure are, Bo. <laughs> so uh, Hasbro, who has become extremely annoying lately by calling multiple scales of figures the same fucking name. God. Star Wars Black, 
comes in 3.75 inch and 6 inch varieties. Oh. And now Marvel Legends come in 3.75, 6 inch, and 12 inch, apparently. And, and you can add to it now the props are called Star Wars Black and Marvel Legends also. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Which, I'll granted, it's a little easier to tell the difference between Captain America's shield and a Captain America figure than it is to tell the difference between a picture of a 3, 6, or 12-inch Captain America figure. Not when you're trying to get the dude in Target to go in the back and find you something. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, but, you know. Uh, so Marvel Legends... Uh, had some amazing stuff and we'll get there. Uh, but Ryan and, well, Ryan and Josh, you guys can sort of co-present this, uh, if you want to, because I know both of you guys were probably on top of this stuff. We want to yeah. start with Star Wars? Um, well, yeah, you know what? Let's Black. start with Star Wars. Let's do it. Wow, this will take all of two minutes. Yeah, I know. I was very disappointed at the complete lack of stuff. I mean, I think everything they showed, they'd already announced before. I mean, it's great to see, and I'm loving the way the figures look, but uh, wow. nothing really new and surprising, and no Fourth Awakens stuff at all. Well, so my theory as to what's happened is at San Diego and then at New York Comic Con, they announced so much, um, and the shipping schedule right now is – completely crazy like chinese new year like there should be the wave on the shelf now wave i found something from wave six today by new york comic-con in october they had announced to wave nine so like they're way behind on what's coming out and so i don't know if they didn't want to go ahead and show a bunch of stuff and then like show up to san diego and have to show stuff that's not going to come out for another year I, I don't know what's going on with them i mean the stuff they showed we saw darth revan who won the fan vote who i mean it's fine the game's good he looks all right um princess leia good lord i don't know what it is about carrie fisher's face <laughs> why, I, why can't they get her face right they just can't do it. This one looks a little better, but she looks like an overweight six-year-old. Like, it, I just yeah. don't know. I mean, the soft goods look better, and they're saying that the soft goods on her are start of a different material. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that'll end yeah. up. The Luke shirt that they had looks so much better than the early prototype they had on there. Yeah, yeah, they're getting better. Uh, I guess uh, the only new one they showed was the Snowtrooper. So he looks really, really good. Is I it like a Force it. Awakens? Nope. Oh, it is the original. A, oh, Empire. Yeah, Empire Snowtrooper. Okay. Um, and then Sabine from Rebels. I who, thought her I, face it, looked great. Yeah, yeah, they did a really nice job of kind of blending the realistic with what the yeah. cartoon looks like. But both her and Kanan look, I think, great as far as uh, taking that Black Series aesthetic and making it more realistic. I'm I, really yeah. liking those figures. I got to tell you, though, I'm a little disappointed they didn't just stick a Freddie Prince Jr. head on there. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> But, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, they showed Ahsoka again, and then they showed some other stuff that they had shown before, but that's it for Black. Um, I have a feeling they're waiting for San Diego, and then they're just going to – I mean, they're going to have so much of a presence. Like, they're in a weird place. With a movie coming out every single year, right? you know, you just – they've got to figure out yep. a balance of getting the old yeah. figures out, and then they're going to have to get to Rogue One. So they've got Seriously. a year to get a whole movie out. Well, it's I mean – they, they've announced a new Force Friday for September um, where they're going to have all the Rogue One stuff. And I'm like, I'm still waiting for half of my Force Awakens stuff. Am I going to get that in the next five months? I don't know. Yeah. Like it's well, – yeah. And not you know, not only the Force Awakens stuff, but you know, they have 
essentially two new formats. They have the simplified 3.75-inch figures, and they have the Black Series. So they've got a whole world of you know six prior movies to get product out for. Now, granted, they seem to be mostly ignoring the prequels, but the original trilogy stuff, there's still plenty of characters to get out in these formats, and I'm shocked that we didn't see more stuff uh, lined up. I don't know. They just need to get some product out in the shelves because Lord knows I can't find half the stuff that's out. Well, there's yeah. stuff that they showed, you know, back at Comic Con that that hasn't hit yet. Have either of you guys seen a Django Fett yet? No. Nor- I, f- I found part of his wave today. I found, oh, really? the fl- yeah, I found the Flame Trooper. So oh. they are shipping out, but everybody's choked on fins and now Resistance uh, Troopers. Yeah. Yep. Resistance oh, troopers are killing it. Well, I've seen a ton of Tie pilots lately, which I find yep. odd. That's that same box. Oh, okay. Um, I've seen the flame troopers, uh, but that was it from that wave. Yeah, that's the new wave. And there's a Captain Phasma in that box, so she's being reshipped out. So people are like hunting it. So I think those are going to be a little difficult to find for a little while. So Star Wars, not much to offer. Um, you know, just almost a, a cursory presence, but Marvel Legends, uh, definitely, uh, may had a big impact with the new 12 inch figures announced. How do you guys feel about those? I, I personally don't care. I think they look great, but it's not a yeah. scale I'm interested in. Yeah. I'm not a 12 inch guy. Yeah, so same here. I've got the original Marvel Legends 12 inches that they did. What year was that? I don't know. Yeah, early, was, early 2000s. Yeah, early it 2000s. was, it was when, uh, it was when Hasbro first got the license, right? Or were those toy bids? No, they're toy bids. I've, Cause I've got Captain America. Yeah. And those I've got, are uh, Iron Man in that scale. Yeah. They look really nice. Uh, um, it's, it's kind of a mess. The arti- or the articulation is kind of ugly. Yeah. They warp from hell, but yeah. I may like, as they come out, I may fill in holes of people I don't have in that scale, just with big ones that I really like. But other than that, it's just not necessary. See, to me, when you're doing that kind of scale, it's an opportunity to do something like if, if it looks like they're going to have three figures per wave because they they showed uh, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Captain America, right? Yeah. So to me, the opportunity should have been to do Spider-Man, Captain America, and like Giant Man. Like, yeah. to me, that's the opportunity to do guys that can be bigger. So if you want just a giant man in that scale, that's cool. But you can stick giant man next to your six-inch figures as well. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah, they kind of like the early uh, build-a-figures when you got the uh, giant yeah, man, right, uh, right. Sentinel, uh, and some, some of the other ones that yeah, uh, fit in that scale. That Sentinel is still one of my favorite figures. That thing's incredible. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, 12-inch, I mean, they look fine. I don't know who they're for because those the 12-inch Titans that they already offer sell like crazy. Kids kids buy the crap out of those. So I, I'm not really sure who these are for. I guess we'll find out how they sell. Uh, going on to the 6-inch figures, though, some really exciting character announcements. Who Who was announced that you guys are stoked about? So the biggest, I think, kind of shocker that everyone's watching for us. We had seen the rogue figure. Right. Um, and there's been questions by a lot of people like on different websites and all this stuff that the X-Men were not going to get another wave on their own because right. there's some problems and that we weren't going to see a lot of X-Men. And then instead they said, oh, surprise, here's a giant X-Men wave. A whole and- wave of just X-Men, which we haven't seen since the Toys R Us exclusive. Uh, was it a Wolverine tie-in? 
Well, you say seen as if they were actually no. in the stores. I mean seen. No, no. I mean seen I, uh, pictures of. I, I got of. two figures from that pre-ordered, and I did not get my other three, and I've yet to see those other three like from two years ago. No, I meant literally just seen pictures of. <laughs> You're yeah, welcome. Exactly. You're welcome to come see them at my house. <laughs> yes. Um, I've, so I've this- got like Jubilee's head and right arm, and that's it for well, like the last two years. And that's what I'll say about this X-Men wave. The minute it goes up on Big Bad or any other website, if you are at all interested in these figures, yeah, yeah. go the whole wave and do it immediately. Don't because you've got Rogue, who they've never done a decent figure of. And this one's so-so. Phoenix, who hasn't got a decent figure in forever. Kitty Pride, who's a piece of junk from years ago. They're See, gonna I like the Kitty Pride that I've got, the, <sighs> the Astonishing X-Men Kitty. She's I too was, skinny. I was actually trying to decide. Well, here's the thing. If this kitty is on that new smaller girl buck that they've been using, she is. Then I'll I'll get it. Yeah, she's on that spider girl buck. Okay, then that's that's the right call, and I'll have to get that. Yeah, and the Ice Man is yep. a must have because the Ice the Man Havoc looked awesome. Yeah, the really Havoc is good. The, uh, extra little uh, things for his hands. Yeah, the clip on power power blasts. Yeah. Like I, I like the detailing on the cable. I think it was great. Yeah, cable's great. I, I would love to see. An old school cable redone, but I'm glad that they did a modern cable rather than doing a Liefeld one. Yep, and a Deadpool, which I don't need another Deadpool. But I don't think he's, he's great. He's fine. I mean, it'll be all right. It's that same damn body though, and yeah. and I would I would much rather have a movie Deadpool, which I understand they're not going to do, but I'll uh, I'll wait for Mezco's one twelve. Well, and then, then there's the builder figure for the wave, which they didn't show. Right. They wouldn't answer any questions about, but it is the worst kept secret. Everybody oh, really? knows that it's apocalypse. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that's obvious, but I, yeah. I hadn't thought about it. See, I was considering, I was like, could it be a giant colossus? <laughs> yeah, no, it's apocalypse. It's apocalypse. Yeah, they, that makes it's sense. been kind of leaked. And so, I mean, that wave's going to sell out like crazy. How many apocalypses do we need though? We've got one giant build a figure apocalypse. I think they've done two apocalypse figures in Marvel Legends, haven't they? No, there's one. They, I think there's two. I think there's the build a figure, and then there's one that was more of the regular size one. Oh, Give me one it? second. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I don't. That's not interesting to me. Another apocalypse. Like I, I would much rather see uh, not another onslaught for sure. Which I've got a stupid onslaught torso sitting in front of me now. And if any of you guys want it, you're more than welcome to it. No, if you get the head, I need that. Uh, no, because the only one I'm interested in, in, in from this wave was Mockingbird. So. Uh-huh. And I, I found it's funny at Toys R Us uh, yesterday. They had uh, two mockingbirds. One was fine, and the other one was just jacked up. Like the paint on one of her boobs was all smeared off. Her face was all jacked up. It, I mean, it was in bad shape. So, yeah, yeah Ryan um, got me a mockingbird a couple days ago. Nice. Yeah. And then the other ways we kind of have, we got like bits and pieces of things. Right. Yeah. So we didn't like get a... any other complete waves. I'm, I'll tell you, let me just say real quick, I'm super stoked about Nico, but I would, I would much rather have had a Runaways box set. But if they'd done that, it would have been a Comic Con exclusive and I never would have been able to buy it. Right. Now the Dormammu that's the, I guess he's the, is he a build a figure? I couldn't figure that out. I think no, he's I a think build a figure. Oh, is he? Uh, I, I think he is a build a figure because he's they big. said he's the same as the, uh, exclusive, uh, Comic Con exclusive from last year. Oh, he's, okay. He's a repaint of the one I have already. And so he, he's a good figure. Um, 
Iron Fist. God, I don't need another Iron Fist. No but kidding. I the like hands the- on it are awesome. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, um, who else? Movie Scarlet Witch. I'm stoked about Movie Scarlet Witch and Movie Black Panther. Yeah, um, I'm very. I'm I'm thrilled they're doing a Scarlet Witch. Uh, I think it's a shame we're not going to get a Quicksilver, but it's also a shame that they weedened him. So, what are you going to do? They. Uh, who else did we get? Oh, in the new Captain America wave, Nuke. I love Nuke. It's yes. Yeah, cool. Nuke. I, I'm definitely going to pick up. Uh, Nick Fury. Who? I mean, I'm fine with the Nick Fury I have now, but yeah, I've got a Nick Fury. I don't need another. Yeah, Red Guardian, which is awesome. What the fuck is Red Garden Guardian? He's the communist Captain America. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeez. No, I don't. I have no idea. I saw him. Uh, and he, I was yeah, like, he was a big character. He was around the eighties a lot. Um, okay. But yeah, he was essentially a uh, Russian uh, Captain America. Okay, I got you. And then Miles Morales, who we've got before, and I can't remember where he came he out. Was he was a Walmart exclusive? Yeah, I never bought him the first time. But no, now, I didn't either. I'm, I'm much more excited about the Peter Parker Ultimate Spider. Yeah, and he looks like he's on a little body too. Yeah, he looks great. Just going to be awesome. So, I mean, overall, Marvel Legends showed tons of junk again. I mean, they're packing the shelves right now. You know, we've got two waves on the shelf right now, and it's just never ending. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, bank breaker. It's uh, it's it's hard it, it, for me personally, like having collected the the, the line since the beginning. There's so many redos of characters I already have. Uh, whenever they send out a line, it's you know it's it's kind of a judgment call. Like, do I like to build a figure enough to rebuy three or four figures I already own? Well, at, and, in and order to get the build a figure. To be fair, though, a lot of times the redos, like if you actually go back and look at the toys. Oh yeah, no, they're, they're definitely better. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're definitely better. It's it's, it's, just, a, it's do a, I want to pay twenty five twenty bucks uh, right, for right. a figure that I paid ten bucks for? And twenty bucks is a lot for one. Six inch figure that's probably sharing a lot of parts with another figure. Um, you know, we're, we're at a point now where I think there are very few completists left. Yeah. I, one thing I don't like that they're getting into again is they announced a whole lot of exclusives for all these different stores. Oh, did they? I didn't oh, catch any of that. There's tons. So like, God, I wish I can remember like, oh, toys, you're right. There were Toys R Us has like, yeah. They're two packs too. So Target has like a Winter Soldier and Black Panther two pack, and right. then somebody else. Toys R Us has Falcon and somebody else. And Toys R Us also has a three pack with Falcon, Captain America, Falcon, Vision, and somebody else who I actually really wanted, which I thought was odd. Yeah, Walgreens has at least two different ones that they're getting. That one of which I know is something I wanted, and I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, I'll uh, find it. But it was uh, a, it was a, like it was a new character that had not been done. Yeah. Now I love that the Walgreens they have been really good. Like they're so easy to find. Yeah. Those once exclusives. they hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I found like thirty Darth Vader's today. Yeah, and the Ant Man was no problem to find. Like yeah. they're 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 pretty good so far. The problem uh, I had, is, I had problems originally with their uh, online stuff, like with the Boba Fett stuff. Like yeah, I never pre-ordered it and never received my online pre-order ever. Well, uh, and, and they were like hitting stores way before then. Here's the thing with that stuff is, you know, initially, yes, they have you go into a Walgreens and you see ten Ant Man Ant Mans, but then two of them sell, eight of them linger. So then the next exclusive they get, they only get five. The one after that, they only get two. Like, that's the problem with the exclusive program. 
Because it seems like as time goes on, it oh. gets harder and harder to find stuff. All right, here we go. All right, so the Toys R Us exclusives is Kate Bishop, Sam Wilson, Captain America, and Vision. And Kate What's, Bishop is a – I mean that's that's a must-have. Yeah, cause, and especially because I have the Young Avengers box set, so I need her to finish it. Um, who else? And then Walgreens. Oh, Walgreens has got the Jim Lee Punisher that's got the headband on. It looks so awesome. What is their <laughs> other one though? Because whatever the other one they had was – Um. Well, let's, let's see. But yeah, and then Walmart's, yeah, Walmart's getting Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then Target gets, oh, War Machine and Disco Armor Iron Man. Which, what the heck does Disco Armor Iron Man mean? It's like blue and orange. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's titties. Syracuse. Syracuse fans, look out for Disco Armor Iron Man. Yeah. Or Florida fans, I guess. So anyway. Orange and blue, you get the Auburn guys. Come on. There you go. I'm sorry. I, you're right. I'm, I'm in the wrong crowd for both teams I reference when I don't know anything about sports at all. Um, so anyway. It's, it's a movie figure. You know, Hasbro's going to keep Marvel Legends going. Um, and the core, though, of their toy fair seemed to be Transformers. Uh, from From what I gleaned from looking around tons of Transformers stuff and something that I personally am very excited about and that I hope Josh can shed a little more light on, and that's Headmasters. I love the concept yes. of Headmasters. Josh, tell us about Transformers. Well, Transformers, we've kind of been dealing with Combiner Wars over the last two and a half years. Which I've and- been tempted by, I'm not going to lie. I've found full sets and been like, oh, I want to put them together. Well, well, they're great, but the only problem is, like, for the last year, we've been dealing with a whole bunch of basically retools and repaints because they've got to make money back for the whole tooling to, right. to get these combiners going. And so we finally have gotten uh, out of that and into what they're calling Titans Wars, which is basically Headmasters, uh, which if you're not familiar with the concept, uh, these are the robots that their heads come off and they transform into little pilots that you can put into the vehicle mode. Um this hits me right in my heart because this is my my favorite stuff as a kid was the Headmasters. I I thought they were great because not only did you have your regular robot, you had a little action figure like when you changed it into a vehicle. I mean that's just you know more play for your buck as long well, as you didn't lose the head. And what was so great <laughs> is is a lot of the early Transformers had been repurposed from other toy lines and had like cockpits and stuff, but nobody to go in them. So yeah. finally, with the Headmasters, we got that little guy to interact with the bigger guy. Yeah, so they're not calling them Headmasters, they're calling them Titans Masters, and I think that they're just kind of bringing them all into this one line so they can also do, like, Target Masters, and they had all sorts of different kind of Masters back in the day, and they're just going to all call them Titan Masters. But these all seem to be uh, heads, and they can all switch heads, so your head from one can go in the other, and they're going to be selling little individual head packs and things like that. Uh, their, their biggest announcement, of course, would be uh, their large piece, which is their Fortress Maximus. Uh, which is going to be the same size as the Metroplex that they released uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I didn't get the Metroplex because I just couldn't justify, number one, the space for it and the price, but I'll probably get Fortress Maximus because he's a character that's more dear to my heart, and he's got that double headmaster thing going on for it, so he, he has two heads inside and, and turns into the city base, and uh, he looks really great. Um, they're also doing a uh, large... Uh, Power Master Optimus Prime, which was the the whole Headmaster's gimmick for Optimus Prime back in the day. And so he's oversized and has a big trailer. It turns into big body armor for him, um, which uh, looks pretty neat. Um, 
And then, of course, all of the regular figures we're going to be seeing are going to be uh, headmasters. Uh, they're going to start off with uh, Blur and Mindwipe, uh, Chrome Dome, Hardhead, and Skull Smasher, which um, the Septicon ones actually are kind of beasties. They're, they're kind of coming back and, and doing uh, more beast type of stuff. Um, this is actually the anniversary year for Beast Wars, so they're, they've been doing some Beast Wars figures, and so now they're kind of going back and doing more beast along with their vehicle stuff. Well, and that's uh, a theme. That's a theme that they've stuck with before, though, because when we had um, we had beast machines, we had kind of the reverse where the Autobots or Maximals or whatever they were called sure. that were the animals, and the Decepticons were the machines. Like they they've kind of stuck with that theme a little bit, and I seem to remember Decepticons. Like uh, the one of the few that I had was a big alligator headmaster. Yes, that I super dug that toy. Yeah, and there there is an updated version. It's going to be uh, coming out here. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, there's um, the uh, Decepticon Headmasters were like monster f- type figures, and so we're going to be reseeing them here. So one is an alligator, the other one is kind of a, a winged beast type of thing. So uh, we have to look forward to, and this is also they, they've had the anniversary of the um, Transformers the moving. And so they're now picking up on that. So we're going to be seeing more figures influenced from that. Like I said, we're getting Blur, who is big in that. And then they're also doing a new Galvatron, um, which is uh, basically straight from the Transformers, the movie, turns into the big giant cannon thing. Nice. Um, and, uh, of course, he's, he'll be a headmaster because that's the gimmick that they're doing this year. But uh, it still works for him. And they're also uh, doing everybody's favorite uh, Wheelie, who actually, actually uh, looks uh, pretty good for a little figure. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, Wheelie will be here. Actually, so. like Wheelie as a kid, I remember having him and uh, uh, enjoyed him as a kid. <laughs> great yeah, toy, um, great toy, annoying character. Yeah, it, I mean, all of their larger figures are going to have base modes, so that you can actually take the heads off the other figures and then like use them in the little base mode. So they're they're really pushing the the play activity of if that's a word i don't know if that's a word or not but uh, <laughs> being able to to play with your toys in multiple ways so you've got vehicles base modes little heads to play in the it's it's you know like something looks really cool i'm very excited for it well and that's uh, like to find a gimmick beyond just transforming is pretty awesome like it, it's I, I like that hasbro is constantly evolving and innovating with this line but over the years they've done so many different things it feels to me you know as somebody looking out uh, looking in from the outside is this stuff all compatible like do you have five years worth of transformers that work on the shelf together or is the aesthetics getting so different from year to year that they kind of don't work together I'll be honest with you. They they mostly work together. I, I don't really. Have, I mean, as long as they're coming out of their uh, collectors or classics line, the aesthetics are are still pretty much the same. I mean, they just have different gimmicks. Well, and that's so, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. I, I am thrilled. It, it's it's interesting because I don't know that I ever would have picked Transformers as Hasbro's constant, but it really has been. You know, for the past thirty years. That's the line that's kind of weathered the storm better than anything else. Yeah, I mean, especially since they've just completely put the kibosh on GI Joe. It's, uh, uh, don't uh, let's not talk about GI <laughs> Joe tonight. It's it hurts too much. Uh, yeah, and for the for the listeners, if you don't know, 
uh, Hasbro straight up said there is no new G.I. Joe product planned for 2016, which, you know, I understand war is not popular. It's hard to sell army guys now. Uh, I get it. But, man, it's tough. It's As G.I. Joe being nearest and dearest to my heart, it's tough to know that it's not a viable brand anymore. Or at least not until somebody figures out a new way to, to market it or make a movie or whatever the case may be. Well, Josh, thank you for the Transformers rundown. No uh, I think, guys, it is time to move on to Mattel. What do you think? Let's do it. I, I hear uh, microphones being picked up again. <laughs> uh, we will, while I do want to get Mr. Bo Brown in, I really quick want to talk about Mattel's DC stuff. No, that's stuff. fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Bo. Soon it'll be our turn. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about the DC stuff real quick because uh, we all essentially thought the DC Universe Classics line was dead. And it is dead because the new six-inch offerings are not being sculpted by the Four Horsemen. But I was shocked at the amount of six-inch... DC figures that Mattel had to show, they clearly want to bring this back very much. And I'm sure that's influenced by Hasbro's success with Marvel Legends. Uh, excuse me, Hasbro's success with the six-inch Marvel Legends, uh, if I have to be specific. But tons of stuff, tons of movie stuff, a little bit of comic stuff, some TV stuff. And while I'm not super thrilled with some of the sculpts that they showed, a lot of them look really soft. I am impressed with the fact that one line is going to encompass TV shows like Flash and Arrow, movies like Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman, comic books, uh, and they're not doing it as successfully as DC Collectibles Icons line, but they are trying to create one line for everything. And some of it works, uh, some of it like the Batman vs. Superman Batman that I bought that has gigantic weird... Uh, headlight eyes, you know, it doesn't work as well. Would, what, was there anything that excited you guys? Are you glad to see this format back from Mattel? All right, this is the first thing I can't figure out. So who are the other figures that make the grapple gun from the first set? Well, because- they showed, uh, spoiler alert, everyone listening, if you are concerned about Batman versus Superman spoilers, spoiler alert, uh, they showed a bald Lex Luthor in a prison jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. They showed Nightmare Batman, which we've discussed before, and we're pretty sure was going to be one of them. Um, Can they show an Aquaman, too? Yeah. They showed an Aquaman. So that's three figures. I guess one more is needed because the first series only had four figures. Is maybe the Joker? Are they going to throw him in that one? No, I don't think so. Although that would make sense. Yeah, I think he's the Suicide Squad. Uh, well, they bot. showed two different Jokers, which is really annoying because a trench coat is not a figure variation; it's an accessory. Yeah, or maybe. Well, no, that Superman Doomsday weird toy is the other line. Yeah, so I don't know. And then they showed the Doomsday, which is the build a figure for. Okay, did that annoy you guys? Not at all. I think the other uh, DC Universe Classics uh, is uh, way better. Oh, is this a and, different figure? I thought it was the same thing. Uh, looking at the pictures, the one that they sent out is a lot bigger. Like, yeah, that, I think that it's slightly figure, different. Yeah, from Mattel is huge. And I think this new one is not quite as big. Oh, okay. 
and I don't have to buy six figures I don't necessarily want. Uh, <laughs> right, on right. Zombies out directly. Oh, yeah, Zombies out. That may be right. Zombies on dude there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel the same way about all these fears. Like, the, the TV series, I'm, I'm happy they're making them. But if you've seen them in the store, like Dave said, we're like, the faces are soft. There's something wrong with them that they don't look right. Well, the problem is for $20, if I really want a Stephen Amell arrow figure, I'm going to pay five or even eight bucks more and buy the DC collectibles version that actually looks fucking great. Right. As yeah. opposed now, to this mushy, soft plastic, no accessories having Mattel version. Now I will say I bought, had to buy the Stephen Amell green arrow for uh, one of my kids for Christmas because he really wanted an arrow action figure. That damn thing was broken within 10 minutes. So at least these he could play with. Well, maybe. I mean, it's not like Mattel has a great track record as far as stuck joints and stuff. That is true. I mean, I imagine I'll end up with the Supergirl just because, um, I'll probably buy the mutant leader and the armored Batman just to go along with all the other Dark Knight ones I've bought from them, but mm-hmm. that's about it. Like I will say that the the armored Dark Knight Returns Batman, the comic book version looked really good. I was impressed with that, and that wasn't even the final version. Yeah, yeah, I like what they're doing with those. I was disappointed that that was the only Supergirl we saw. I was fully expecting a DC Collectibles Supergirl. I I bet we will see her sooner than later. Yeah. Um, DC Collectibles seems to take more time to go from design to yeah, getting they're, something they're out lagging there. behind everything else, so they're a few months behind. So I, I would imagine we'd see something in a few months. And what's yeah. funny is is DC Collectibles will probably show theirs and get it out faster, uh-huh. and Mattel's will come out, you know, like DC Collectibles will hit at Christmas, and Mattel's will come out, like, next June or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see that they're still making figures in this scale. It just it gives me hope that, like, the holes that I have – in my DC collection could be filled in. They won't be exactly the same, but they're pretty damn close. Like, and that well, and they're definitely focusing on new 52 stuff because that, you know, they did the new 52, the death of the family Joker. Um, what else are they showing? Some kind of weird doomsday Superman. Yes. Um, yeah. What is that all about? Uh, they big storyline. They had in new 52 where he got infected by a doomsday virus. And that's what that's from. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it, it does seem very New 52 focused, although, and this is a whole different podcast, apparently DC is, is doing a rebirth, which is not a reboot this summer, so who knows what they'll do, you know, from there on out. Yeah. It'll be funny when these figures are coming out after the relaunch and are already <laughs> irrelevant. Uh, so yeah, DC Mattel is still chugging away at the six inch DC stuff. Uh, they had a whole range of Suicide Squad figures, which as I mentioned before, no Harley Quinn in sight, but Captain Boomerang, two different Jokers, uh, which is annoying, Katana, um, Killer Croc, Killer Croc, and whoever Jay Hernandez is playing, El Diablo, who, what is his name? Uh, yes. With a face yes, tattoo. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's Diablo. They have a, do you say Captain Boomerang? He's yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does yeah, not come Alabama. with a beer can, which is disappointing to me. Because that's <laughs> one of the funniest moments of the trailer is him like hiding behind the car, sneaking the beer. 
Yeah. And you know, just when you think that Joker design can't get any worse, then you see a figure <laughs> of it and you're like, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice, pretty brutal though. with like the, uh, the smile on his uh, stomach. Oh my gosh. And the yeah. thing is, like, I think Jared Leto's going to do a great job. Like, if you close your eyes and listen to that trailer, he sounds oh. great. Yeah, I bet. That's, yeah, I bet you're right. But like, he looks so fucking juggalo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so anyway, uh, six inch stuff, DC stuff from Mattel. It's, it's not dead. It's still coming out. And, uh, some of it looks neat, uh, but almost all of it is gonna, you're gonna have to see it in person because I just don't trust Mattel. They, they lost my trust a long time ago. And now it is time to move on to something that is near and dear to the hearts of at least two of us. And that is Master the Masters of the Universe. No longer classics, but uh, apparently a couple of different lines. Bo, lay it down. All right. So there was a okay showing of Masters. Uh, I will say the display was a mess. It was. It was. It was. Sorry. Like figures. There was like two different display areas because there's two subs now. There's Masters of the Universe. Effectively, the continuation of classics that's called Collector's Choice. Um, and then there's what was... Which is somewhat of an ironic title. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it it effectively is. It's taking what's mostly um, left figures that were... That, m- characters that were still wanted out of the, the um, lines that weren't as popular as the vintage line, because now the vintage line is done. So Every the, figure that had a vintage figure has now been made. In theory, is the collector's choice something that Mattel has, over the years, looked at the feedback and been like, okay, we know this is somebody from looking at every website but ours, because for some reason MattyCollector.com is not our biggest source of information. Right. Uh, these are these are characters people want. Like, Do you yeah. really feel like this is what they're doing? Yeah, I think so. Um, He-Man.org ran huge polls like with every character that was ever in anything ever you could imagine and what what collector's choice is supposed to be is the those high pick characters that made it to the top of the polls um and then the leftover figures like so saying and, and there's a very strong contingent of new adventures figures in in this first series Saying, okay, we're not going to do every new adventures character like we did with the vintage, but we will do th- the most requested, uh, you know, sort of the, the A list of new adventures. Um, so that's a lot of what you're seeing, uh, in collector's choice. And then what was originally called, uh, classics 2.0, which was which nobody called it that because we all called it filmation sub because that's what it was. Now they're calling it Club Grayskull, which they should just call it filmation sub because that's what it is. So there is not classics is technically over, and now there's basically like two mini subs. That packaging on the Grayskull sub is badass. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's it looks like the castle from the cartoon, uh, from the the background from the opening of the cartoon. And the figures are standing sort of in the mouth of Castle Grayskull. It's a great new packaging. It looks awesome. Yeah, I've never collected. And it's more masters. of a box than a blister card. 
I've never done a collector of masters, but I watched a whole lot of cartoons as a kid, and these are speaking to me, and I may actually buy my first ones. I tried to get the He-Man. It sold out in three hours. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Now, I think that, I think that's, I think there's a lot of people like you that, that weren't, that didn't want to buy into years of classics, you know, but that, the that their jam was the, is, is the filmation cartoon, and this is really tickling that, that wish. Now, um, Bo, you, you have your He-Man, right? No, it doesn't come out till next month. Oh, I thought He-Man. No, I, I, I've seen when my friends got one. He actually shipped out this past week. Yeah, oh, I thought I, I thought he it. was I thought he was coming in the mail now. I really want to know about those ankles because Yeah, there's a lot of talk about the ankles. We'll see. No, I, I do not have mine. Yeah, pictures never tell the whole story. Like a lot of times, especially with Mattel, and, and every single one of you guys can verify this, Mattel has put up lousy pictures of their product before that once you get it in hand, you're like, Oh, it doesn't look bad at all. But that picture right. was terrible. So I'm really curious to see how these new ankles look in person. So those are the two lines. That's what we saw. Um, the the great thing about the two new lines is that everything, instead of like how classics was before, where they were like, "We're going to tell you two or three of the figures that are in the in the year," um, and then just you're just going to sub up blind, not knowing what you're going to get. They have been really great about saying these are all the characters you're going to get. Yes. No surprises. Yes. Um, so that's been great. So. We now have seen, as of Toy Fair, we have seen everything except Krita, um, who's sort of like the bad guy or the bad female character uh, from New Adventures. Um, she was the only thing in the both lines that's been announced, um, and that doesn't include a holiday, you know, some holiday figures or, or um, you know, outside, stuff, outside stuff that hasn't of the line. announced. Non sub uh, stuff. Right. She's the only thing that we had that, that was not on display. But like I said, the displays were a mess. Like it should have been this is this is collector's choice table. Here's all the figures of the collector's choice. And this is the Club Grayskull table. Yeah, they had and them the all mixed up, all, right? The figures were mixed up between different tables. Um and uh, accessories were at the feet of characters they didn't belong to. Yeah, it was kind Horde, of a mess. The, the Shadow, Shadow Wraith? Horde Wraith? What is that? Horde Wraith, yeah. Had Despera's head next yeah, to it, it, right? Whoever set up, whoever set up the display had no idea what they were doing. Do you think that Scott not being there? Just because he was so invested in it and spent so much time on it or? Um, maybe. I mean, I know that the other displays at San Diego stuff is kind of, not necessarily really well organized, but you know those were in cases where these were just like figures on tables because right. Toy Fair, and it just seemed like whoever set it up didn't know what was going on. And the guy who did the walkthrough, I watched Pixel Dan's walkthrough, which had some extra information. Um, you know, he was just he. It, it, we haven't even had the same guy doing the walkthroughs. Right, it's been different people. And whoever Skeletor's love child was is now no longer at Mattel. So there is no real single point of contact face of the brand, which I think they're probably doing on purpose. Um, Or they're just not finding their feet, whatever. But I will say all the figures look really good. So there were some new things that weren't announced. Well, I'll go through the figures first because those are the big exciting things. So uh, we get of the... 
of collector's choice, we've got General. I'll start. We got General Sunder, who's like a he was a horde trooper guy who was a general who turned good on Shira, and he and he's he was one of the more fan demanded male Shira show characters, um, and he comes because he wears effectively horde trooper armor. You've got lots of he comes with all a whole bunch of extra stuff and. Um, all of which is compatible with your existing horde troopers. Well, he was shown as coming with a whole bunch of different stuff, whether or not the final whether or figure. not that was yeah. It sounds like uh, there was a a Q and A that that Mattel does for Masters, and uh, one of the questions was, "Are we going to reissue with General Sunder coming out? Are you going to reissue reissue the horde troopers?" And it sounds like they are. So there will be I now that doesn't mean that they're going to be a two pack maybe it's going to be a single right or trooper uh, which I think would be stupid just for release two packs I don't know um but General Sunder comes with four heads he comes with his existing head he comes with a scuba or navy horde, horde trooper head uh a head from what the horde troopers look like in the new 52 comics which is the sort of like purple sort of ogrey monstery looking face underneath mm-hmm. and then um these big sort of black eye hole heads that uh, they just have two big eye holes that are what the Horde Troopers looked like in Secret of the Sword when Hordak was a Horde Trooper and kidnapped Adora. So is is Sunder Collector's Choice or Grace? Yes. He's Collector's He's Choice. He's Collector's Choice. Okay. Uh, and he also comes with a really cool-looking Horde bat axe that is basically like, you know, the shields that the Horde Troopers have, sort of right. that style of the Batwings. He comes with a really cool-looking axe. He has a belt. He's got two handguns. Um, his feet are slightly different than the Horde Trooper. His hands are tan rather than black, and he has a cape. Um, so whether or not you can turn him into a Horde Trooper, it doesn't sound... It sounds like his body is different, slight, right. there's slight differences to his body, but the heads will be compatible with your existing... Horde Troopers, and possibly Horde Troopers that will go on sale again. Other than that, he looks cool. Um, you know, I think it's great that you're getting some extra stuff for the Horde Troopers out of him. Makes total sense. Um, and they look really cool. But if you want m- multiple copies of those heads for your Horde Troopers, you'll have to buy multiple copies of General Sunder. So let me ask you this. Who is, and I, I hate to get you out of order, but I've got to know. I have to know now, who is this bozo with the beard that looks like Outer Space King Randor? That would be Darius. He was a New Adventures figure. He's the leader of the Galactic Council. He was a, pro- a character that was prototyped but never produced. And he's got that sort of why he was popular was he was like we. He's kind of like the Eldor and um, hero of New Adventures. He was one of those characters that we saw that we saw the prototype of back in the day, but never got released. Okay, so that's who he is. He's like he's basically Space Randor. <laughs> He's a father figure, mentor figure to New Adventures He-Man. He looks just like He-Man's dad. Yeah. Uh, in space armor. Um, he's Space Randor. Okay. Good yeah. enough. That's who he is. He's got a big, he's a space guy and he's got a big ball and chain for some reason. I don't, who knows? Um, he had he's like a, a big social distortion fan. Yeah, a big whipping feature. Don't seem uh, that be effective in space. Just kind of float. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. There you go. Well, it's about as effective as a pair of flippers. Um, oh, don't mock Hydron. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Uh, then we got Tuscador. Uh, so we, there's a really strong new adventures presence um, in in Collector's Choice. Tuscador is effectively the Ram Man of new adventures. He's huge. He does have Ram Man reuse. 
Um, and he's got these just giant, like, mammoth tusks coming he out looks of his face. Awesome. He looks, he's huge. He's like, imagine Ram Man, but bigger. <laughs> you know, like, he's got, he, he's got all this real estate coming out of the front of him. Um, there's been a lot of chatter that, oh, the tusks are too big. And they're, you know, just people generally kind of hate on new adventures, but his action feature was that you could fit a figure inside his tusks. Like he can, he can trap a figure with them. So that's why they're that big. They could have scaled them down for aesthetic reasons. They, there's, they shouldn't have. Yeah. They're, they're bonkers huge. awesome. Yeah, he's ridiculous. He comes with a really cool looking gun. His gun looks really cool, but it looks like Ram Man's hands, probably a lot of Ram Man's understructure. Um, and then just, and I don't know if his helmet kind of thing comes off because in, in the picture is the head inside that big mantle looking thing. He's it looks wearing. like it's separate. Yeah, it looks kind of tilted. So I'm not sure if that comes off or or what. Um, then you got the Horde Wraith who looks uh, awesome. He it comes with a flight stand, but you can't really see it in the picture. Like what kind of flight stand it is? It's probably similar to the one that came with Shadow Weaver. Yeah, uh, comes with a cool looking staff. He looks great. So that's like the 2000x um, representation in in a. Uh, Collector's Choice. Then you've got uh, Voltac, who's sort of like the filmation representative of Collector's Choice. Which he is comes. weird that he's there and not in Grayskull. Well, I think that they they put him in there. Well, no, because they're going back and remaking characters in Club Grayskull. Um, well, that's true. You're right. It, it yeah, is Voltac, Voltac is right up there with Icer, and I mean, yeah, there was yeah. a list of filmation characters that were going to be in classics, and Voltac was one of them, and they hadn't gotten to him yet. Uh, he looks really cool. He has the wings, the uh, the Hawk People wings. He has um, a cool red uh, feathered crossbow, horde crossbow. So he's got that cool variation on the crossbow, and he also comes with a leash for Lucky. Uh, that was part of the episode that he was in. Apparently, he enslaved Lucky because Lucky's uh, into that. Or no, a cow. Sorry, cow, not Lucky. He enslaved cow. Whichever. So you can you can have you can fit your that little leash around your cow to do that scene, or anybody um, probably. Uh, yeah, depending on what you're into. Um, and he and you know, and then you've got Voltak who will probably go to the you know like furry rave with uh with Batros with Batros absolutely they will uh, not both fit in the Batmobile though I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Prince Adam uh, and Bo are liking what you're laying down. Geldor <laughs> right. uh, will be there too. It's in the back, in the kitchen. Um, then they showed Anti-He-Man, who we'd seen before. He's from the German audio pl- audio books or something like that. <laughs> Blackface hey. He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Blackface He-Man. But he looks really cool. Um, he comes with all of He-Man's weapons and accessories with the addition of the sh- of the shield uh, that came with Castle Grayskull Man that has the skull that's on the door of Castle Grayskull. But everything else, he's basically He-Man repaint with a shield. But he looks pretty cool. Um, and that was it for... And so then, without, with the exception of Krita, that's, we've seen everything there is for the year's worth of Collector's Choice. Uh, and then, still within Collector's Choice, these will be... Uh, I think... Uh, so then there were two beast slash vehicles that were shown. One was Night Stalker, who's the big cool robot horse that Jitsu rode. Uh, he looks awesome. He is, you know, I wish they'd put a figure in him because I think it's hard to tell how big he really is. 
but you can, you know, the, he's not a horse like, like, uh, like Swiftwind or, or, or Arrow. Right. He's a giant a, robot thing. Well, that you put a figure on. Right. Figures go inside. Right. So he's bigger. Uh, the original Night Stalker and Stridor, which was like the good guy repaint version, uh, or vice versa, were static, just chunks of plastic. These have those ratcheted uh, joints in in the legs, and supposedly you can – they are strong enough, and with the tail, you can pose it rearing up on two legs. Nice. So that's pretty awesome. Uh comes with a helmet that comes on and off. It's got posable gun on the back, I think, and the tail is articulated, and the neck has a ton of articulation in it. it oh, like, does it? I didn't plate. notice that. Huh? I didn't notice that. That's yeah, it's nice. in the video. In the video walkthrough, they they do it, and it's it's it has a ton. Every single plate in the neck is are is articulated, so it can really move. It's just it's got a ton of articulation and those ratcheted joints that lock into place. Um, so he, I think Night Stalker is going to be great. And now that we're getting Night Stalker, Stridor is around the corner. Sure. So sure, absolutely, Jitsu will have his horse. Fisto will have his horse. Um, and I think that's really great. So, but then the big reveal that no one knew was coming because it wasn't part of, it's not part of the yes, sub. Yes, finally. Is the Rotan. Uh, it looks 90% great. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with, with almost everything about it. it. It is the one bad guy vehicle that I wanted. Um, yeah, I, I just think it was iconic, I guess. I don't know. Like, it, to me, it's like the Battle Ram. Uh, right now, the bad guys only have the Griffin as a beast slash vehicle thing to ride around on. They don't. Ha- I mean, other than Panther, uh, they don't really have. A- they definitely don't have a vehicle. Whereas we've got three vehicles for the good guys. Um, so it's great to have a vehicle for the bad guys. Uh, and it does when you roll it, the the red rim around it does spin. Oh, that's very Fast. surprising. Yes. Now, the question is, though, it is not clear if it comes with a flight stand like the Wind Raider does, and it may have been a sacrifice that said, okay, we can't, like, mechanically, we can't do the flight stand and have the spinning right. feature. Um, so the we don't have an answer on whether or not the flight stand works with it, which is, I hope it does, because I think it'd be really cool to pose it, like, at an angle, flying, like how you can do the Wind Raider. But uh, all you do is get some fishing line and hang it from your ceiling. Sure, 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 sure. That's the answer. Uh, and so it looks great. The The face on the Rotan is very different from both the vintage toy and the model kit. It has this big flared nost- nostril nose that there was not – there wasn't a nose on the vintage toy or the model kit. Um and it just looks weird. It, it looks too organic. Now, that being said, lots of Masters vehicles are organic. The the Dragon r- Dragon r- Dragon Stalker is really organic looking. There's lots of like beastly organic features on a lot of the vehicles, but this one just doesn't look right to me. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they decided to make it so different. I don't think it works. It's disappointing. Um, because I, I really like the more mechanical look of the face on the vintage toy. Uh, and then the other thing that to compare it to is they did, when they did the fighting foemen, each of the fighting foemen was supposed to represent one of these vehicles from the model kits. 
and the destroyer fighting foe character was supposed to be the 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 Rotan one, and the emb- the Rotan M, emb- which is the face of the Rotan that's on his chest, doesn't have those nostrils on it. So oh, it's wow. like you already have this depiction of the Rotan in classics, and that's the one thing you change. I just I don't I don't understand the choice. Now the horsemen are still doing this stuff, right? Yeah. It's just this weird choice that's sort of out of left field that somebody decided to sculpt these big old nostrils onto it that were never there. And I don't know. I don't I'll, know. It, I'll say this as a casual fan, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, but, it does ruin it for me. I'm still really excited about it. It's the one bad guy vehicle I really wanted. It's just such a strange choice. Well, and once you pointed it out, you're you're not wrong. It is odd, but I, you know, um, whatever. Yeah, uh, the, there's a cockpit cover that comes on it that was part of the model kit that is removable, so you can either display it with the cockpit cover on, like the model kit, or off, like the vintage toy. Uh, and then it comes with a pack-in figure, which is the Skelcon, which is this weird sort of like Skeletor minion. A bird skull faced creature. Terrible. That figure, that figure is metal as hell. I love it. It is, it is really cool. It'd be, it's it looks a like, terrible choice for the pack in. It's a, it's a terrible choice for a pack in because it's an army builder. It is, it is the army builder that isn't the hover robots for the, the evil warriors. The first picture, when you Google Skeleton, the first picture that comes up has two of them in it. Yeah. Um, it, they, I, it's a, we, it's, it's a very, and I don't understand why they feel like they have to pack a figure in with the vehicles. Right. I really don't. Right. I mean, I know it's a way that they can like, hey, we want to make this figure and we've only got these many slots in the sub so we can – the way we can work this figure in that we kind of wanted but don't have room for is Dude, to pack it in with the vehicle. I'll but- tell you right now, if that battle ram had been 20 or 30 or whatever bucks less and not come with man-at-arms, I would have bought it. Right. But I don't want that man at arms, and I don't want to feel like I'm paying for that figure. It pissed yeah. me off. It, and the fact that it's an army builder figure just makes zero sense. I I don't get it. I don't. Um, I don't want to buy. I mean, I, I would love to have a two pack of of these guys, and now I don't because I'm not going to buy two rotons. Right. Um, well, unless until they go on clearance at Christmas time or whatever. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess that the, <laughs> the vehicles did. So, so that's um, oh, and so the Skelcons are from the Ladybird comics or the Ladybird books. Sorry, um, that's where they come from. Um, the anti-he-man is not part of the sub. He's going to be an exclusive, but they don't know where it's going to be a San Diego exclusive or or what. They they don't know. Um, so then we go on to Club Grayskull. Uh, you see Evil Inn. She comes with two heads, the unhelmeted head. And she also comes with a Cordite Crystal, which was an artifact from the NYP comics that were sort of the modern comics. Uh, then you have Clawful, who we hadn't seen before, who looks great. Um, and he comes with a mace and the Horn of Evil, which is an artifact from a very heavy Trollin heavy episode. Uh, Beastman comes with a whip. Uh, He-Man and Skeletor we've already seen. Uh, we saw Trapjaw. Trapjaw looks fantastic. Trapjaw looks amazing. And I will buy him. I think yeah. I'm going to buy him. Yeah, he looks really, really, he looks really good in the box, too. Um, and he comes with three attachments, the fly swatter, the sort of bowcaster type attachment, and the laser gun attachment. 
Um, then the other, th- so that pretty much is Club Grayskull. Um, then the other things that were, that I picked up either from online or through the walkthrough, they did show Serpentine Body, Snake Body, King Hiss in the box. What the fuck is going on with him though? They he, didn't announce anything. They didn't say. They said he'll when. be coming soon. He's coming soon. He's in the box. He still has the shitty fucking Snake Warrior repaint accessories in the box, which is, Ugh. you know, like I, I've I've accepted all the all of the rest of the bullshit. That's the one part of it, like the icing on the cake, that I really can't accept. <laughs> is the shit is more shitty fucking Snake Warrior the turd icing on the shit cake. Hey, well, it's it's Mattel. Just when you think they've fucked you enough, they come up with a new way to make you feel bad. You're not wrong. And I and I talk I talked about this in in our in our year wrap up uh, for last year, but there there were great options of okay. So you know you don't get this figure that you were told you were going to get. You don't you don't get the snake body which you were told you were going to get. Now we're going to make you pay for it that you you thought was going to be part of the sub. Now we're making you buy a whole nother figure to get it, and we're going to pack in these extra shitty accessories that not only you already have because you've already built the Snake Men, uh, but also they were also part of one of the weapons packs. Right. So you're getting repaints of weapons that have already been repainted. Um, when you have a fantastic opportunity to include Snake Armor He-Man Shield, which didn't come with Snake Armor He-Man, or the... the um, the Amulet of Serpos, which, like, you've got two perfect King Hiss-themed accessories that would have made, that would have added value to the figure, and they don't, and they just, uh, there was, like, such an opportunity that would have been like, hey, we're sorry we're fucking you on this, here's this thing that you want. Right. That that makes sense to include, and you're getting more shitty fucking snake. Snake Warrior weapons. Anyway, so they didn't say when he's coming. They showed him in the inbox. In he's coming at some point. He'll go on sale on Maddie. And but I, oh, oh, they they did say though that he'll be discounted. He won't be the regular price. He will be cheaper. Well, that's something. That's something. Uh, the other item is that somebody asked during one of the walkthroughs or in the panel about Shira. Uh, and the response was, there's a very, very special Shira coming soon. It might be available in the summer. Something big happens in July. Ah, way to tease it. What does that Don't mean? Don't know what that is. But San Diego. Whether or not that's a classics figure, um, some people think it might be Starburst Shira, which was one of the variants. I'll bet she's uh, delicious. She's <laughs> delicious. Yeah, she's delicious. Uh, who knows? We don't know what it's going to be. Did they um, give any update to Snake Mountain? Like, what's going no. on with that thing? Well, they they didn't at Toy Fair. Um, one of the Four Horsemen was on a podcast, and he was talking about it, and basically they're just working on trying to figure out the parts of it that can be scaled down to make it affordable. Oh, boy. Right. Not to make it smaller. It's like the shell is basically as big as it's going to be. Uh-huh. Um, but they are trying to find ways to, and they like to get it to fit in a box. Um, yeah, yeah. They're just trying to find some ways, but it does sound like they're really, really happy with it, and they, they're, it, it's coming along really well. It's going to be awesome, um, but that they don't really have that. They're still just kind of noodling with it, um, and they learned, and that they've 
they've really learned they've they learned a lot of lessons on on the castle and they're applying the lessons they learned to Snake Mountain. Um the other things that the only other bit of news I have uh, as far as Masters is concerned was there's these things called Kubros yeah. which are effect they look like I guess like Lego style kits where you build characters out of the Legos. Like so they're made out of bricks. And there's a skeletor and a He-Man coming out and they look like garbage and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they look awful. They're they're ugly. They're really, really ugly. Um so yeah. I don't Bo, know if you're not trying to be like Minecrafty looking. I don't well, know. Well, I th- I think you're right. I think they're that's just it. they're just shitty looking. Um, I assume they come like loose and you can build them with instructions or whatever, but they just they just look ugly. Um, but that is the Masters of the Universe presence at Toy Fair. Bo, you're supposed to make a sandwich. You're not supposed to end on a bad note like that. But uh, <laughs> Sorry. well, the Rotan. I was going to save the Rotan for last because that was like the best thing. It was too I'm, exciting. I understand. Not, not thrilled with it, uh, and it was the last thing on my list to get to. But you know, I'm really excited about. I think Tuscador is really cool looking. I'm really excited about the Sparrow. Did we? Oh, I don't think we talked about the Sparrow. She looks badass. She looks badass as shit. And she's she the exclusive, right? She's got her uh, Hordak helmet head and her unhelmeted head with the scars on it. She comes with a stun baton like the Horde Trooper, a cool, unique shield um, that you can kind of see at the base of um, uh, of the Horde Wraith, and her, a sword that does sheath onto her back. So there you go. We'll end on to Sparrow, who's there you go. badass as shit and, and awesome. So From yeah. now on, I'd like you to refer to her unhelmeted head as her decator head, uh. if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, Bo, thank you very much uh, for your attentiveness with Masters of the Universe. Are you going to stick around or are you, you uh, going to take off? I think I'm going to take off. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. And uh, we will keep our eyes out, uh, our eyes open for puppetry track information for DragonCon. Yeah, I yeah I had I had my call with Henson today, so there was some good news. I have nice. my call with Disney next week. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, man, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Good journey. Yes, there it is. All right, so uh, we have Josh and Ryan. Jay also had to dip out. He's got a meeting early in the morning because he's got important geology things going on. Uh, did either of you guys sub into Thundercats? I did not, but I keep like looking at it, and then I'm like, oh, look how great those look. And then I go look at the website, and I think about it some more, and then I don't do it. And ah, They look so good. And they do look good. <laughs> I just I can't get in bed with Maddie again. That's, well, that's my thing. I can't do a sub. That's exactly my thing is I, you know, I was I was in the Maddie handcuffs for several years. And it feels so good to be free now that I, I don't want to sign up again. Uh, and, and you know what? If I, I don't see me buying them individually because they cost so damn much. Yeah. When you factor in the shipping. Uh, I may end up buying if and when Mumra, real Mumra Unleashed comes out. I may end up buying that him just because Mumra is the only toy from when I was a kid I still have. Right. Um, so I may get him just to put next to my old Mumra, but other than that, I think I'm going to stay away from it. 
Yeah, it's it's Mattel, it's Maddie. Uh, you know, who knows what they're going to make? Who knows if they'll finish the line? Who knows if the quality is going to decline steeply in the next year? There are too many questions, and it's not worth the Digital River hassle. Yeah. I so uh, one more thing that I want to talk about real quick with Mattel, and that is something that surprised me, their Ghostbusters line. Oh man, you know that they were pissed when uh, Mattel remembered they had the Ghostbusters license. There's probably like some in the contract that said like, also we get to make other movie figures, and the movie studio was like, oh damn it. <laughs> I, well, and but you know, who knows how this came about? I don't even know for sure that because what we're talking about is action figures based on the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. Uh and they are done very much in the same style as the Maddie Collector uh, Ghostbusters classics or whatever they called them. And I, I don't know if they're retail figures or if they're for Maddie. Did you guys see anything specifying that? I've heard they're retail figures. That I mean, these that- are these are going to be the retail figures, and then the Diamond Toys will be the collector ones or whatever so those won't be retail but apparently they're going to ship these is what i heard but i i don't know if they'll sell well and that's what i'm wondering like i think it would have been much smarter for them to because i i feel certain we're going to see the maddie ghostbusters figures at retail as part of this line somehow yeah maybe not in the initial wave but see i think it might have been really smart to do that to have you know, maybe two of the, the new ones with two of the classics in a wave, something along those lines. Because, uh, you know, as as progressive as many people want the world to be right now, I don't know that a line full of females is going to be a big hit in the action figure aisle. Yeah, I, especially for what is probably going to be an adult comedy. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm surprised with this wave and with the other, the diamond one. They have now shown the big bad guy of the movie. Like, just went ahead and showed that. Um, the big winged thing? Yes. And if yeah. you look, Mattel's is censored. The other one is not. Um, as far as what this big demon uses well, as, <laughs> as a power, I guess, or whatever. Well, that's you his call tail. It. That's his tail. <laughs> It's not, uh, yeah, I've seen all the dick jokes. That's a tale. <laughs> everybody, know. everybody settle down. Uh, cause uh, I, I guarantee it, you Mattel is, is not making a toy of a giant penis monster. <laughs> well, no, it's all there. So. That's, uh, that's, that's up to NACA. Yeah. With their now, Prometheus. Special. I've heard that the ghost that they're doing, the one that, you know, is from the cartoon and is also on the logo. There's rumors that that ghost is in the movie. Um, and that that's how they're going to make the logo for the Ghostbusters is they're actually going to run into that ghost. That sounds terrible. Yeah, which is dumb. Um, we'll see if it happens. But then Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is there too. That's the yeah, one I really can't figure out. That's really weird. And he's Why? cartoony. Like him and the walking ghost both look very cartoony. I- I'm Maybe. really confused by them. Yeah, have we ever – do they have the rights to real Ghostbusters? Uh, well, I mean they did the Migos-style real Ghostbusters figures. 
maybe they're going to actually do it and do a real Ghostbusters line, and these are kind of the first two. I don't know. I, it's, it's It was really weird. There wasn't a lot of information, but... I'm I'm thoroughly annoyed by Mattel's habits because uh, I you know I got all of their Maddie Ghostbusters and recently sold them, but they made a fucking toy of the Ghostbuster logo. What is that? <laughs> why why are you making that instead of an actual ghost? And now they've taken it a step further and made a whole giant figure of just that walking ghost. What are you who what are you smoking that you think that's a good toy as opposed to the taxicab ghost or the well they eventually made the Scolari brothers. But like seriously with all of the ghosts in those movies, that's what you're choosing? It's just yeah. stupid. I their whole their handling of all the Ghostbuster stuff has been terrible, and I'm honestly surprised they got back in it because the other line did not do well, and that was the Ghostbusters everybody already loved. Right. Like I'm sure this is going to do okay, but there's a certain nostalgia factor with toy collectors that made them buy those when they did, and I just I don't think that's going to happen with these. But no, I, I who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. All right. Well. Uh, to move on, let's real quick dip into Funko, uh, cause there's not a lot of news there, which is shocking oh. because for the fa- what have you got? Real quick. Yes. Did you see Mattel is making a 3D printer? Oh, right. The thing maker. Yeah. What in the world are they thinking? Well, like, I don't, tr- I don't trust that to be any good at all. Um, it's crazy. And it's like, how much is it? 300 it's like bucks. 300 bucks. So my thought is I haven't seen how you program it. Or how it works. I mean, it's got to be fairly simplistic because, I mean, there are a lot of dum-dums in the world and they've got to be able to use this thing. It's got to be accessible for them. Yeah. My thought with Excuse me, for for us. (laughs) Yeah. My thought with this thing is, though, if I can plug it in to my computer and people start to put out, like, templates for things, if I can make accessories with it, I'll think about it because all the little things like even like swords and stuff I've lost over the years and like specific like Marvel stuff I want little accessories like – but I can't tell from this thing if it just makes these – what they showed, like it just makes those little guys. There's no way that Mattel is putting out a product that's going to be able to create like a G.I. Joe gun. Yeah. That is not going to fly in the market. So they're going to have to be restrictions. It's going to have to be limited to like certain templates or something. Uh, you know, maybe you'd be able to reproduce older weapons for, for He-Man or Mattel brands, but there's no way it's going to be a legit 3D printer. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting that that's something they're looking to try it is and there are a lot of possibilities with it as limited as it's going to have to be it's still a very interesting thing and i'll you know i'll wait for reviews but it's something i'm i'm definitely interested in yeah uh so real quick i want to i want to touch on funko just because for the past two years funko made kind of the biggest splash at toy fair and this year they had nothing yeah yeah i told you on that last podcast i think their whatever that like was it not legacy, legacy. But it, was it yeah legacy well, yeah, I think it's done. reaction and legacy is what they had reaction yeah. seems to be mostly done the only thing that they showed was Ripley in the power loader versus the queen alien and that's it and when you've got something that is clearly as hot as reaction at least at one point was you don't show up to the toy show with nothing 
Yeah. So I think those things are clogging the pegs because anywhere you yeah. go, Toys R Us, Walmart, Movie Stop, wherever, they have hundreds of reaction figures just sitting there. Yep. If they had priced those at four ninety nine, they would have sold like crazy. Well, and once they get priced at four ninety nine, four ninety nine, they do sell like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the Legacy Collection, I, I would say it's definitely dead because. Funko had 3.75 inch Game of Thrones figures that were not reaction. Uh, they were probably more akin to, to G.I. Joe or even Biff Bang Pals, Flash Gordon stuff. Uh, they weren't super articulated, but they had knees and, and elbows. I didn't think they looked great. And, you know, if you think about it, the reaction figures were ten bucks a piece with their minimal articulation. Are they going to be charging fifteen for these? I, I just, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Funko. They seem to have lost their way as far as actual action figures go. But they did have Playmobil figures, <sighs> which is really weird. Uh. Uh, licensed Playmobil figures, and they are Playmobil. They're not like knockoff type things. They're just after what's his name that writes for or used to write for X Entertainment. Writes for Dinosaur Dracula now. Who loves those Playmobil? Oh movies. yeah, Matt. Matt. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. He'll he'll <laughs> buy these. He will. Well, he'll be gifted with these probably. Yeah. People send him stuff. Uh. So yeah, that's that's super weird. And then the other big shocker was Funko is making Barbie stuff. Which is mind blowing because Barbie is obviously Mattel's long-standing goldmine, and you—I I can't help but wonder, like, why is Mattel not just producing? Because it's what they're doing is uh, mystery mini style figures, mm-hmm. and then larger—they've uh, got a new line called Rock Candy, which is kind of a better version of the Vinyl Vixens that they showed last year. It's it's girl uh, or a female statue vinyl type figures uh right around probably five or six inches tall they look like uh they're doing lots of superhero ones and they're also doing barbie ones but the fact that mattel has licensed barbie out to somebody else is bonkers to me so what the rumor about this is a while ago a big article came out and i think it was business insider um, about how they had lost the Disney Princess line. So it was a huge deal. Mattel lost it to Hasbro. Right, right. Um, and part of that article talked about that the Barbie brand itself for the first time is starting to really decline in part because of the princesses, but also in part because they believe that you know, it just didn't reflect what was going on anymore and all that stuff. So you saw Mattel with the new Barbie shapes that they've come out. So there's right. four different body types for Barbies now. But also a big part of that is that Mattel or some people in Mattel felt that the brand of Barbie and who was in charge of it was no longer in touch with what kids wanted and that it was kind of these old school people that were kind of still with the Barbie collector crew um and so they're trying to change that and make barbie a more hip toy line i guess you want to say because they're getting murdered by monster high and all the rest of these and so this supposedly is a way that they're doing that kind of tying to a smaller hipper company and seeing what will happen if they can spark some interest in barbie well and that makes a lot of sense because 
you know, if you go and you look, cause my wife collects the Monster High stuff and a couple other, uh, like girl aisle toys. And if you look, well, and, and Ryan, you've, you've got a little girl. So yep. you, you like, you're on this stuff too. And Barbie is a dead format essentially because you've got stuff like Monster High that when even from just a, a toy, toy guy perspective, a Monster High doll is way better than a Barbie doll because they're articulated yep. and they have interchangeable parts and they're like, they're just much more interesting to look at. And then on top of that, you know, entering into the toy aisles this year are the new girl action figures from Mattel of Wonder Woman and Batgirl, like actual action figures, but aimed, uh, at the girl toy aisle. So, and, and Barbie, yeah, Barbie's kind of a thing of the past. So we've talked about Barbie enough, I think on this podcast. (laughs) If you want to read something really interesting though, look up how Mattel lost the Disney princesses. It is a fascinating look into how the toy industry works and like how someone can screw something up so big. Interesting. Um, so we've got three more brands that I want to talk about before we wrap this thing up. Uh, I want to talk about NACA. Diamond Select, and uh, then I want to end on Mezco because to me Mezco had the most exciting stuff. I'm with you. Um, real quick, let's hit on NACA. They had some. I, I felt like they had a pretty strong presentation this year compared to last year because there were a couple of things uh, that are taken off for them. As big as their seven inch scale action figures, their real toys are. They had a lot of new quarter scale figures and for me one of the most exciting things i saw at toy fair was a quarter scale donatello from the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie from 1990 <laughs> not the new one the 1990 the cory feldman voiced donatello i you know i don't have any of those quarter scale figures but from what i understand like they're really good i've got and- the michael keaton batman and it is absolutely incredible, aside from the fact that the torso joint is crooked and there's not a damn thing I can do about it. Gotcha. Are uh, they hollow or are they Yeah, solid? they're hollow. They're hollow. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're sturdy, they're stable, and this Donatello... Dude, you guys, I have been waiting for good figures of the 1990 Ninja Turtles for 26 years because <laughs> Playmates released some... And they weren't great. They had rubbery skin, but they didn't look great. Uh, and then recently, they did newer ones as part of their super articulated line. And honestly, those look like crap. This thing, I don't want to pay a hundred bucks for them, or excuse me, I don't want to pay four hundred bucks for the set of turtles. But holy shit, man, it looks amazing. It's got all the skin texture. It's got the paint right, the facial expression, everything. I mean, he looks incredible. Now, you guys do you see wonder? This? Because since in that Keaton Batman, right, isn't that the scaled down sculpt that they made the six inch out of? Yes. So I wonder if the turtles could go that line too. I would hope so, but I don't know. And uh, you know, the, with the way that these things sell, it's kind of like because that Keaton Batman goes for a fortune now, so it's not something you can wait and see on. Yeah. Uh, the at. at what I'm probably going to do is buy the four turtles as they come out. And if they do smaller ones, maybe I'll move them on eBay. I, I don't know. Uh, but I've got to have these, man. I have yeah. to. Uh, and then in addition to this, uh, amongst the quarter scale, and, and the important thing is 
these are quarter scale because this Donatello is not 18 inches. He's scaled to be shorter than like the Michael Keaton Batman because the Ninja Turtles are shorter. Uh, they're doing Harley Quinn from Arkham City, which is the first female they've done in this scale. Uh, she looks great. I'm really surprised it's not Suicide Squad Harley, but, uh, it's a great looking figure. And they're doing a quarter scale alien warrior from Aliens. Tell you, NACA has milked that alien and predator license dry. <laughs> and the, it's no, amazing to watch. But they haven't because here's the thing. They've got new stuff coming out. They're doing a freaking Wayland Yutani trooper <laughs> from Alien 3. Uh, they're doing an incredible looking Ripley from Alien 3. And then they're continuing with their Kenner Predators line, which is, those are some of my favorite toys that anybody's making right now. Because yeah. those Kenner Predators were bonkers. They were uh, I need to find the one, there was one they showed, and I was like blown away. I didn't even know what it was, but. Uh, there's a, they showed a glow in the dark one, and I cannot remember the names of these. They all have wacky names like Ravager and Scourge and like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Crazy names, but they've got the, uh, they showed a glow in the dark one. They showed one with these crazy tentacles coming off of its face. Yeah, it was the tentacle one. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're awesome. So, I mean, as long as they've got Kenner stuff to adapt, they're going to keep going. And then they just do it, did a new line of aliens versus predator predators, which yes, those movies sucked, but the predator designs were awesome. So they're, they're going strong. And then they also announced Ash versus the evil dead. Which we all knew was coming, but to see that old man Ash figure is just magical. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. Now, do you guys? Is there you guys? I know you guys don't really collect the NECA stuff, but is there anything that tempts you guys, like from the video games repaints that they do, or anything that you're like, man? Ah. As I say, I think I might buy the Contra figures, just because. I still play Contra almost on a daily basis on my iPad. <laughs> um, but I might get that. I might get the Simon Belfont. Uh, no, I can't remember how you say it. Belmont. Uh, Belmont, Belmont yeah. yeah. I might get the Simon Belmont. Which, not but, to be confused with Simon LeBon, which I fully expect to see soon from NACA in a Duran yeah. Duran box set. I might. I like the look of all of them, the video game figures. I just, you know, it's just another line to collect. If they were five bucks less, I would have more of them. Yeah. But it bothers me that these are repaints of existing figures and they're actually charging more for them than the original figures. Yeah. And I can't believe they're still putting out Pacific Rim figures. Just keep chugging them out. I know. That's, that's wild to me. And I, I sold all mine. Uh, they, you know, they look great. They're just not a whole lot of fun. Um, what about you, Josh? Is there anything that NACA puts out that you're just like, damn it, I kind of want it? Not, not really this year. I mean, like I, I bought some of the Pacific Rim figures and I've uh, liked them, but uh, kind of ship has kind of sailed for me. So unfortunately, yeah. there's really nothing calling to me this year on from NECA's end. Well, and what I'm really hoping for NECA is that they're going to sneak out some more of the DC movie figures. Yeah, like I mean, they went. like I, I all of a sudden they're just going to be figures were great yeah. that they put out. If they're going to be like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to put out the Jack Nicholson. Uh, Joker, and he's gonna get to buy a DVD for it, and well, it comes out I, tomorrow. Go! I, I think <laughs> I think the next one we'll see will probably be the Penguin because since they did the quarter scale Penguin, I feel like a six inch Penguin is probably coming sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I want that Joker really bad, but they haven't done a quarter scale. They haven't done anything, so I don't know what's going on with that one. 
Uh, the other line that NECA has, has kind of found a lot of success or has found a lot of success with is their retro cloth line of, of Mego style figures. Uh, I and cannot wait for dude, Bill and Ted. That, well, they showed Bill and Ted as a box set that look incredible. They showed a Captain Spaulding, which is great, not only because he looks amazing. I mean, that's Sid Haig's crazy ass face. But it also means we could see more Devil's Rejects House of a Thousand Corpses figures in this line. And they announced Weird Al. Now, this is prior to Toy Fair, but it's fucking Weird Al, so I have to mention it. And he looks incredible. He comes with two different heads. He's got an old-school Al head, and he's got a new Al head. Comes with his accordion. you know. And, and I've got a bunch of figures from this line, and they're fantastic. Uh, they're worth every penny, especially when you consider the fact that you can go buy, uh, you know, a DC Mattel figure for 20 bucks, or you can spend five to eight bucks more, depending on where you get them, and get one of these incredible eight inch clothed figures with incredible head sculpts, accessories, all kinds of shit. Yeah. Uh, I love this line, and I, I, you know, I don't buy everything from it, but when it's something I want, and, and Al, Bill and Ted, and Spaulding are all three, or all four, I guess. Uh, they're all must-haves for me. They, they're fantastic. This is a great line, and I love that Nick is doing it. Um, I I think the Hateful Eight toys look really good. I ordered I them. I don't think I'll buy them. <laughs> I, I did it. Did I, you? Yeah, because the comic shot, they were in previews. Uh, you could order the set through previews, and I was like, uh, I'll just do it and sell some <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great line. So... NECA still has a great hold on the market, lots of cool genre stuff coming out, and, and the things that they do, they do really well. And, I mean, they still have their big presence at Toys R Us. You know, they're, they they know what they're doing. They're not owning the toy aisles, but they're owning their portion of it. And, you know, I've noticed I'm starting to see them more and more slip into, like, Walmart. I'll randomly be at a Walmart and find, like, a shelf of naked toys. Yeah, I've, like, I saw Pacific Rim stuff there. Um, I, I, every once in a while, I've seen something in there and been like, really? That's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on, Diamond Select Toys, their select line of action figures has grown by leaps and bounds over the last couple of years. Uh, we discussed the Ghostbusters Select on last year's show and on the Comic-Con show, so there's not much more to say uh, other than they showed the completed painted diorama at Toy Fair, and it's giant. It looks incredible, and uh, all all of the figures look really good except for Dana Barrett. I don't know. Sigourney uh, Weaver must have the same kind of face as Carrie Fisher. Yeah. They, they just cannot get her right. But I... I I don't have any figures from it yet because they had shipping issues, but I'm very excited about them. And man, that diorama, I'll find somewhere to put it because it looks incredible. The only thing that's disappointing aside from the Dana Barrett sculpt is that they're doing, uh, Ray stance, uh, end of shift Ray with his jumpsuit unzipped and he's kind of dirty, which means they're doing two Ray figures, which annoys me. Uh, they're doing a slimed Peter Venkman. And, and I don't, you know, I'm not a fan of that, but I'll buy them to get the gigantic mm-hmm. rooftop piece. So I saw Tully the other day in Toys R Us. Uh-huh. And he looks good. They look really good, like head above the 
Mattel toys. Yeah, and just as a note for the listeners, uh, Toys R Us is carrying $15 versions of these that do not include the rooftop diorama. Uh, your local comic book shop can order you the $25 versions that include the rooftop diorama pieces. And, you know, if you've got a pull at your comic shop, they probably give you a discount on stuff. So you can probably get them for a little less than 25 But, yeah, they I mean, the sculpts look incredible. And Maddie's, you know, we weren't happy with Maddie's when we got them. Nope. But they were Ghostbusters toys, and they were what were available, so so we bit. But uh, these Diamond Select ones are, are definitely... Uh, head and shoulders, literally head and shoulders above oh. the Maddie ones because they're a different scale. Uh, Josh, are you tempted by these Ghostbusters? Uh, they look phenomenal, but I just don't think I've got the room for them. But uh, I would definitely pick these over the Maddie ones if I were to buy them, that's for sure. Uh, and then additionally in their select line, they've got a new new line of Muppets figures coming out. Uh, these also come with gigantic uh, prop pieces statler and waldorf are going to come with their uh their box yeah th- these are much more tempting to me <laughs> yeah, yeah well and what's so neat is they are scaled to the rest of the select line so they're actually smaller so you'll have a kermit the frog that comes up to race dances like waste and aesthetically they're done the same way so you have muppets that can hang out with your ghostbusters and your gotham <laughs> figures and your eye zombie if you so desire uh, Animal comes with this drum kit. I, I mean, they're they're really doing some great stuff here. Uh, and then there's a Cthulhu figure coming out as part of the select line that looks incredible. Not as big as you'd probably want because it is just the 7-inch scale. Uh, but it's something you could stick in there with the Ghostbusters for sure. And then I, I wanted to end on the Gotham line, one, because I know it's Ryan's favorite show. God, it comes back next week. I, can't I know. Wait. I'm so excited. Did you Did you see who's coming? Yeah. Little, oh, great. Can't yeah. Wait. Um, and the Gotham figures also come with these massive prop pieces. Uh, if you get them from your local comic book shop, uh, one one thing I like that Diamond does is they do mass market releases that are 15 bucks, and then they do specialty releases that are 25. So you can choose if you're like, I'd really like to have a race stance, but I don't want this big ass thing with him you can pay 10 bucks less and just get the race dance figure and i like that diamond does that it's it's they they're looking out for the customer uh so the gotham figures the the direct market figures come with these huge pieces edward nigma comes with an old school steel work desk like your granddad had in his workshop and uh commissioner gordon and catwoman come with pieces that go together to form a, a alleyway with a fire escape on it. Alfred comes with a giant fireplace from Wayne Manor and uh, the Barbacane figure that they showed, which comes, of course, Barbacane comes in her ridiculous striped <laughs> Arkham Asylum <laughs> dress oh, and <laughs> the Arkham Asylum gate, the iconic that that as much as they like to change things up over cartoons, over movies, over television shows, that Arkham Asylum gate has looked the same in everything. And Barbakeen comes with that gate, and it's beautiful. Nice. Oh, I did remember another Diamond Select I'm going to buy. They're doing the X-Files. Yes. They're doing the Mulder yeah. and the Scully from yes. the recent, I don't know how you say it. It's not a reboot. It's just, you know. A continuation. It's season, it's weird. season 10. Yeah, but you can get your own down and out Mulder toy. I can't yes. wait. Yes, and he can talk to Kermit the Frog about conspiracies. 
<laughs> uh, so Diamond Diamond Select, man. I mean, they're they do cool stuff. Oh, there uh, two, two more things I want to mention real quick. They're doing uh, a one of their vinyl bust banks, which if you're not familiar with these. They're basically these beautiful busts, like statues, but they're vinyl and they're banks, so they're cheaper. You don't have to spend a ton of money on them to have this really cool art piece in your house. Uh, but they're doing the bust from Batman 66 that opened the Batcave. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. That, which is very cool. And then the last thing from Diamond Select is they are adding a Romulan Bird of Prey to their Starship Legends line. And it's gorgeous, as are all of the Starship Legends. So that's it for Diamond Select. It is time to close things out with my personal pick for best in show, and that is Mezco. Now, before we get to the big stuff, I want to real quickly mention uh, they once again showed their 24-inch Bugs Bunny figure, which looks – it's a classic Bugs Bunny, his first appearance. It looks great. Supposedly, it's coming out in July. I've been waiting for this thing for two years now because they've shown it a couple years in a row. Uh, and then they also showed a line of Tetsuan 28 – or Gigantor figures – that are fully articulated. They've got five different paint variants on them. Those look really cool. It looks like they're around 18 inches tall, but I couldn't tell for sure. Those look very cool. Mezco, always doing cool stuff. But it's time now to talk about the coolest of the cool, and that is the 112 Collective <sighs> line of action figures. This line has stolen my heart. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Oh so, my gosh. It is, it is, it is incredible to me. I have never been a fan of soft goods on six inch figures ever, ever. And yet Mezco makes it look good. I am converted. They look so good. And they work well too. Not, you know, not only do they have soft goods that look really good, these are the best articulated, sturdiest, and most playable figures I own. I would be more comfortable handing my son uh, the Batman or the Judge Dread that I bought, which both of those I reviewed. They're up on needlessthingssite.com right now. You can check them out. Uh, I would be more comfortable handing him one of those than I would a DC Collectibles figure. They, the articulation on these is incredible. Deep, deep joints, uh, double jointed elbows, double jointed knees, deep ankle joints, everything, abdominal twists, bends. Uh, they're, they're unbelievable. Now, they are pricey. Yes. But they are worth every penny. This is why I don't own any. My wife has told me for like anniversaries, birthday, she will buy them for me. But I told her not to because I know if I have one, it's over. Like, yeah, I will purchase the rest of them. You and you will because holy shit! I, and I held off on the Judge Dread for a long time just because, like. My love of Judge Dredd comes almost entirely from my love of Anthrax, the band who use him as a mascot and have a song about him. I've read some Judge Dredd comics, but not a ton. But I was like, I can't justify spending 60 bucks on a Judge Dredd figure. I don't love him that much. And then on Amazon, the price dipped just enough for the previews exclusive one. And I was like, shit, I got to get it. Cause just because I want old man Batman to punch Judge Dredd in the face. <laughs> uh, and it's dude... They're both incredible. And now at Toy Fair, uh, they showed this whole range of Marvel and DC and <sighs> Star Trek and Universal Monsters. And every single damn one of these figures looks incredible, even amongst the variants. Because they showed yeah. three different Daredevils, two different Punishers. Um, for some reason, the DC ones, they don't seem to be doing 
the paint variations on or the costume variations. But And when we're talking about variations, uh, the Punisher has two different head sculpts and actual different pieces on the figure. It's not just black boots and white boots. Uh, the Daredevils are different. Like... They when they make a variation, it is a different figure. Uh, Josh, what 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 blew your mind the most out of what they showed? Oh my god, um, I don't know. I had to change my pants like several times going through these pictures. Um, they just look so good. Like, I mean, where to begin? The, well, Green the, the Punisher. Green, I mean, Green Arrow I, seems to be the talk of the town. Yeah, Green Arrow looks phenomenal. Um, and it's not even like a, a definitive version of Green Arrow. It's like they've kind of amalgamated different styles of Green Arrow and made like the perfect Green Arrow. He looks so good. And, and he has a string on his bow. He has individual arrows. Uh, there's a wire in his hood, which that's one thing that's amazing about these is, um, they figure out how to work the soft goods because like the Judge Dredd had the poncho, the neck on it has a wire in it. So it can actually be pushed down to look right. And Green Arrow's hood has a wire in the front. So you can pose his hood so it's not just this big puffy thing sitting on top of his head. Um, I think the Superman probably for me is the best. And I don't know if it's because it's all right. Here he is. Here is the iconic Superman. Like I almost like want to buy it and send it. To DC and the Warner Brothers, and be like, "See, look yeah. at the red underwear. Is, it doesn't look bad, does it?" This is what Superman looks like, morons. And that yeah. head scope was phenomenal. Like their head scopes are just great. Oh yeah. my gosh, they are. Well, then that's what uh, when I first saw the two different Punishers, I was like, "Oh wow, I don't, I don't know. They both look amazing." And I, I think I'm leaning towards the white, the white glove boot one, just because that's kind of my favorite. But they're two different head sculpts. And they're beaten up in different yeah. ways. Uh, this is just an incredible line of figures. Uh, Mezco came out of nowhere with this thing last year, and now it is turning into the definitive action figure line. The Star Trek ones uh, are coming with multiple heads. Uh, they just look beautiful. And I, yeah. I can't say I'll pull the trigger on those as much as I'd like to. Uh, because I've got Star Trek toys and I don't need them to be super articulated and with cloth out. Because, I mean, let's face it, there's one guy in Star Trek that's super articulated, and that's James T. Kirk. Everybody else kind of just needs to stand or sit. Uh, but, gosh, I mean, I also like that they're sort of taking their time. Yes, they they had an onslaught of these things this year, but if you look at it, they release one every few months, and and granted, that's a variation. So the Daredevil, uh, with the three different versions, I think one of them will probably be a previews exclusive, uh, and then the other two will be, like, one might be a Mezco website one, the other one will be the general sale one. But they all hit at pretty much the same time, but they do one figure at a time. So it's not like you have a wave of the Flash and Superman and, and Green Arrow to buy all at the same time. Uh, which is, which is good marketing, I think. So, because yes. it's a way, it's a way to not it only- It makes justifying me buying multiples of these uh, <laughs> yes. much easier, that's yes. for sure. And, well, and the other thing is, rather than having waves and then, okay, well now I'm gonna spend 120 bucks on this wave, and then for three months I have no product to buy, now it's over the course of a year, you'll always have sort of something new to look forward to. Uh, I, I feel like it's a more measured way to release things, and I, I dig it. 
Yeah. So I mean, it's great. I mean, you know what? I appreciate what you're trying to do there, DC collectibles, but for 45 bucks, I'll spend 20 more dollars and this will be my armored Ben Affleck for uh, this sure. figure. And that's, and that's exactly, and, and I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because all throughout Toy Fair, that was my metric because everybody is making a Ben Affleck Batman figure. And that was, you know, if you look, Mattel is doing one for $20. That's not great. And then Hot Toys is doing one for $300. That's great. But I'll tell you right now, I own two Hot Toys figures and they're not really posable. Like when you get into that sixth scale and the costuming and everything, they kind of, you know, you can do a couple of things, but mostly they stand there. So this Mezco, this is hitting the sweet spot between the cheapo Mattel figure and the ridiculously expensive Hot Toys figure. Uh, and, and out of all of the Ben Affleck Batmans, the 112 Collective was by far the best looking and most reasonably priced one. Like the yep. best value. Now, if you guys could pick any one character from anything, actually, you know what? Let's start, let's start somewhere else first. If you guys could pick any one franchise to get 112, what would it be? Ryan? Star Wars. <laughs> Man, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Uh, what about you, Josh? It's going to be Doctor Who. If they could do Doctor Who figures like this, I'd be a happy man. Oh my gosh, that would be phenomenal. Uh, the, the one thing that I would go bonkers for would be G.I. Joe in this scale. Oh my gosh. I, I would die a happy man to have even a few 112 collective G.I. Joe figures. A Zartan, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I can't even imagine how great it would be. Because Sideshow, you know, they did their sixth scale G.I. Joe figures. And, you know, they did some cool ones, but they almost made them a little too realistic in some cases. Mezco, they're, they're doing this amazing thing where they're taking the exact comic book look, but it's a realistic looking figure. Uh-huh. It's really wild. I mean, it's not just the functionality of these things, it's the design too. Fantastic line. Uh, and that's probably enough slobbering on Mezco's knobs, uh, for, for one night. Anything else from Toy Fair that you guys want to hit on, uh, before we wrap this thing up? Nothing that I can think of. No, it's, it was all about Mezco for me, so I'm happy we got through that. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for coming on and once again talking about toys. Uh, Comic Con is just a few months away, so we're going to have all new stuff to talk about and all new pains in our wallets. Uh, Josh, where can we find you online? Tell us about the oncoming storm. Uh, well, uh, if you want to hear me talk about Doctor Who audios and books and stuff you don't find on television, you can check us out at theoncomingstorm.libsyn.com um, or look us up on Facebook at The Oncoming Storm Podcast. Awesome. Thank you, man. And uh, Ryan, of course, you, you can be found frequently on the Needless Things Podcast, uh, having more information than pretty much anybody else most of the time. <laughs> I have a lot of free time. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks so much, uh, and we will talk to you sooner than later. All, All right. Thank you. Thanks much. Since Jay had to duck out early for another work-related thing, I will put over his sites for him. 
Uh, you can find him at belligerentmonkey.com where there's a gallery of his work. You can also follow him at belligerentmonkey on Twitter. Just remove the vowels from belligerent monkey and you'll find him. Uh, honestly, if you Google belligerent monkey, you will find Jay in all the right places. Uh, the guy does some incredible artwork. There, I gear, I personally guarantee to you there will be at least one item that you would like to hang in your home. He's got all kinds of cool pop culture stuff available. So check out Belligerent Monkey, and uh, thanks, Jay, for coming on the show. Thanks also to Ryan and Josh and, of course, Mr. Bo Brown. I love talking to you guys about toys. Uh, I wish there were more toy fairs so we could do it more often. Of course, uh, there are also other episodes of the Needless Things podcast where you can hear those guys. And uh, maybe I'll do a Doctor Who episode soon. Do kind of an old school, hey, it's Phantom talking about Doctor Who again, but it'll have to be classic Doctor Who uh, for you know reasons that maybe are obvious to you guys. Uh, like I said before, go to iTunes and Stitcher and rate the Needless Things podcast. Please, please, please come out to Joe Lanta March the 13th. I will be hosting a Needless Things Toy Stories panel. Bring your own toys to talk about. Tell your toy stories. We want to hear them. Uh, it's going to be a great time. And also just check out Joe Lanta because it's freaking awesome. Uh, what else is going on? Making, making plans for Dragon Con. Uh, Maybe I'll talk a little bit more about what's happening with the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show on the next episode or sometime in the next month or so. It's tough, man. That's all I'm going to say is it's tough. Uh, so maybe Dragon Con will be the next time you see that thing. We'll find out. I love you guys.